You're listening to Omega Man Radio. T minus 10, 9, 8, and the clock is operating. We're underway. The show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. castingoutdemons.org. Uh, powerful mass deliverance. I see our chat room is uh, filling up fast. And uh, I love these uh, programs. You know, when Pastor Dennis said he enjoys it, absolutely you do. Uh, for many reasons. You know, I enjoy meeting new friends from around the world. Shouts out to all our friends out in Canada, Philippines, UK. We've got people listening from India. Singapore, Australia, all over the USA, in the lower 48 and the other two, Hawaii and Alaska. Yes, we've got people call, uh, tuning in from Hawaii. Praise God. And uh, it's just a uh, honor and a pleasure to be with you. But it's great meeting people, seeing people set free. You know, I, I just have fun tormenting demons. You know, they've tormented me my whole life. You know, they've taken casualties from my own family. It's payback time in Jesus' name. I love to hear demons scream coming out because I know people are going to get set free. They're going to get their minds back. They're going to see their souls restored. They can see relationships healed. They can think straight for a change. They can say, my goodness, uh, wow, I can think clearer. They don't have these attacks at night, the attack from the night spirits. Incubus and succubus and Asmodeus. They're not in torment anymore. They've got peace and joy. They don't have the desire to commit suicide. As others have went that way because of foul spirits. So I take great pleasure in doing my part to tread on serpents and scorpions. And praise God. Uh, it's nothing to be ashamed about to say you've gotten deliverance. 
It's actually a time to celebrate. It's a victorious time because uh, you've gotten deliverance and uh, gotten set free. And you don't stop there. You keep going. You go all the way to the finish line. You know, we may be uh, seeking deliverance till we meet Jesus. That's fine. Every demon out is one less in. And, you know, you get uh, more and more free each time one of these foul spirits are expelled. So nothing to be ashamed of to say, hey, I, I got some deliverance. Or to say, yeah, I need help. What it means is you can be victorious. Um, so I praise God, and I have a lot of fun. I hope you're having fun. Uh, you know, it's a joyous time. So uh, what a program that was. And uh, if you enjoyed the program, get a hold of Pastor Dennis and let him know. I'd love to have him back. He has a very busy schedule, as Dr. Pat does. And uh, I just uh, praise God that uh, we're able to get him on, and uh, we'll bring him back on again real soon. Well, tonight we've got a special program for you. Pastor John Gogan, Agape Bible Fellowship. Uh, website is agapebible.org. And we're going to be joined by my friend Rich Keldner, Watchman Radio. In fact, I think I think I see you, Rich, in the chat. Or maybe that's Eblet. Maybe Eblet will call in, too. Um, you know, folks, there are so many, so many people in need out there, and there are so few deliverance ministers. Why do we do these programs? We do these to help people and also to train people up to get into the fight. You don't have to have a degree in demonology to cast out demons. You don't have to have permission from the Pope to do it as a believer. You might if you were a Catholic. That's what they would tell you. There are children that cast out demons. Go back and look at some of the one worldly videos. They trained the children young over there. They'd have a demonized man laid out. And they have a little boy up there putting his hand on, come on, in Jesus' name. And those demons have to obey. Praise God. Train them young. Don't wait till you're 41 years old like me to start casting out demons. Train them young. We need more soldiers for Christ. Pick up the sword. Start swinging. You have no problem hitting a demon because they're everywhere. They've been allowed to multiply like roaches time to get the spiritual rate out and spray them and stop them. Drive them out. Sweep out the house. Keep it clean. In Jesus' name. So looking forward to uh, many more programs. I'm just praising God for this opportunity. So uh, at that, uh, we're going to try and uh, go as long as we can while there is still um, an ability to be able to do these programs on the Internet. You know, Alex Jones got shut down the other day for two weeks on YouTube. Google, Facebook, they, uh, was it Facebook too? Google and uh, YouTube, they kicked him off. They don't like the truth. I know the demons don't like the truth about deliverance. We've never seen more attacks. Uh, I've never seen more attacks in my life than after I got into the deliverance ministry. And I want to thank Rich Keltner for introducing me to it. I was over in Costa Rica and was watching, well, let me back up. I was in Georgia. Then I went to Costa Rica. I was listening to Watchmen Radio and uh, the Deliverance Ministry, and that's what got me on track. And then as uh, I was asked to help, we started going out and trying to find if there was any people still doing deliverance in this country. And praise God, there was a handful, and we're looking for more. It's like looking for the lost tribes of Israel. They're scattered all over the globe, uh, and I believe God has uh, gotten more. 
And so um, we're trying to find them. We found, I think, 11 so far. <laughs> For 350 million Americans? Well, I hope there's more than that because there's 6 billion people on the globe, right? 5.5 billion or 6 billion? Come on. It's not good odds. But greater is he that is in thee than he that is in the world. So if it's just you and Jesus, you're a majority, right? So praise God. Well, let me... Uh, Go to musical break, and then let's get uh, Pastor John on, and uh, I believe Rich Keltner is going to be calling in. We're looking forward to having him on. Tomorrow night, we're going to have a, uh, a full show, Rich Keltner and I, at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. We're going to be taking your calls, and um, that will be uh, tomorrow night's show. We've got a full schedule lined up for you, and uh, we'll be right back with Pastor John Gogan of Agape Bible Fellowship right after this break. Do you listen to other radio programs and then say, Where's the beef? Tune in each day to Omega Man Radio, the show that will put meat on your spirit man's bones. Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, we put you on notice. We bind you, you wicked power. We come against you from the third heaven. I'm seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. High above you, high above principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, high above world rulers, kings, princes, and every angelic rank. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke and bind you, and especially we bind you concerning the lives, the minds, and the bodies of these people who stand here. We rebuke you and every foul spirit that may still have a resting place somewhere in their uh, innermost being. We bind them. For well, these people have heard the call of God to dedicate and consecrate themselves to God, and you must flee and your host must be defeated utterly. We come against you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we bind every foul and wicked spirit that would bind body, mind, soul, any area of their life to keep it from being effective for the Lord. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you and we loose on these people the spirits of power, love, sound mind. We lose the spirits of wisdom, revelation. We lose the spirits of courage. We lose the spirits of power over the enemy. And we lose all the spirits of God to do their office work in and through these people as they go forth. Moreover, we lose the spirit of Elijah to break the power of Jezebel on our land. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord, uh, to loose the spirit of humility the spirit of servanthood on everyone here. Let everyone be desirous of taking the place of a servant. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for it. Amen. And we're back. Let's get Pastor uh, John on the line. And uh, if you missed the last program, it is up in the MP3 archives right now as we speak, as all the programs are. And uh, if you click on the RSS button, what it will do is it'll take you to a screen where it'll show you all the programs, and uh, you can right-click on the link to the file. You'll see a little icon with some headphones. Save it right to your hard drive, and uh, you've got the file. Or you can go over to iTunes, do a search on Omega Man. You'll find this down there underneath the Charlton Heston movie, one of my favorite movies, by the way. That's where I got the name, The Omega Man. Many years ago, I was in a blockbuster video, I think it was, or an Errol's video, probably blockbuster up in Northern Virginia. I came across this video, and I'm watching it. I say, wow. Man, that's it. Uh, that's what it's all about right there. He was holed up in a, uh, a three-story penthouse. 
in the end times, fighting uh, zombies with his night vision, <laughs> with his night vision high-powered rifle. And uh, you know, zombies is a metaphor for foul spirits. And of course, we're hitting with the uh, we're hitting with the the blood of Jesus. Armor piercing goes right into the demons, takes them out. In Jesus' name, we send them to the pit of hell, or the foot of Jesus, to be judged for the time. Take your pick. Every demon out is one less in. So let's get Pastor John on. I'm going to be trying a new number. Let's dial him up and see if it works. Stand by. All right, we should be ringing now. Uh Uh-oh. That's not a good sound. Shall we try that again? This is live radio. You never know what might happen. Yes, indeed. Um, We have a full schedule for you. In fact, we're already starting to fill in the schedule for next week. Oh, by the way. We uh, start American Voice Radio Network next week. We'll have a Monday through Friday show. It's going to be two hours every evening, 8 to 10 p.m. Uh, you can pick that up on the American Voice Radio Network. It's a small satellite dish, KU Band, but it also has a uh, an Internet stream. So there's a link on the webpage. You can go right there and listen, and uh, we'll be going out to a, a larger audience than just the Blog Talk Network, and so... Praising God for the door of opportunity that has opened up there and for the people that have helped us uh, to be able to get the time we we appreciate. You may the Lord richly bless you. Let's try Pastor John again. Oh, my goodness. It's not looking good. I don't think the, uh, the demons like the idea. Of getting Pastor John on. He's got a powerful anointing. And uh, so I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let me go in and look at my musical selection here. Let me find a uh, a song to entertain you. And then we're going to get uh, Pastor John back on the line. And we're back. Uh, Satan is not going to win tonight. We've got Pastor John Gogan on the line. Stand by. Pastor John, how are you, my friend? Brother, I am blessed, and uh, I agree with you. I think we had a demonic attack because suddenly my phone went off, and uh, we, it looked like we had a power surge or something, yet nothing else but the phone was impacted. So, brother, we just cover all the equipment with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we, uh, we're we going forward. Amen? Amen. You know, I, I love, I love uh, when Satan stirs up the nest a little bit. It makes me angry, and it causes me to come back with a quad-core strike to the head of the serpent. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Say, Satan, bring it on, because when you do, we're just going to come back and take out more of your foul spirits of the people of God. Uh, so we're, we're excited uh, to be doing uh, Deliverance. Uh, shouts out to uh, all the friends out there. Watchmen Radio uh, is going to be doing a, a big program uh, this weekend. Uh, we're going to have Rich on later in the show. And, um, you know... God is uniting the uh, the small deliverance ministry out there, Pastor John, and I believe that he's getting ready to train up um, warriors all across this land and this world that have been equipped to do deliverance in Jesus' name, and they're going to be unleashed. And it'll be like Numbers 33, go into the land and drive out the inhabitants, you know, the foul spirits from the uh, the people of God, and claim back some of this territory that's been um, 
under Satan's control for decades, maybe even hundreds of years. And so um, I'm thanking God that there is a rebirth in the deliverance ministry. Um, I know Wynn Worley would like to have seen this time. Amen. And, you know, I knew Pastor Worley personally, and it was... Uh, I caught him. I caught. I call him a, my, the general because he was certainly of that stature. I don't know how many stars or uh, you know three, four, five or you know star general, four star general, but he always <laughs> just enjoyed uh, attacking the enemy. In fact, his three favorite words were attack, 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 and probably the reason. As I see it from this perspective, having been in it for, I'm in my 20th year now, full-time, not a dabbler, but full-time in it, that, brother, it's because the churches just are not doing it, and even when some churches get a hold of the truth and they begin doing it, they back off because they see that the enemy attacks back when you attack them, Amen. And they run into all sorts of problems, whether it's, as you've experienced, some of the equipment begins to fail, or people begin to complain and grumble, or the demons in the, I should say the demons in the people. So, amen. Pastor Worley uh, always liked a, liked a good fight, except fighting the real enemy instead of fighting one another as human beings, uh, fighting the real enemy that's energizing so much of what's going on behind the scenes. Amen. I would have to agree with you. He's probably a five-star general. Um, I'm still a babe. I've only been doing this about a year. I, I did recently get promoted. Now I'm a buck private. <laughs> <laughs> but, you yeah. know, in combat, you can get promoted pretty fast. <laughs> I praise God. Uh, uh, I, uh, I want to I say thank you to uh, to everyone tuning in out there. We've got a, a full chat room tonight. Pastor John, uh, give out your contact information for those that... Uh, I have not heard you in the past. Uh, tell us a little bit about your ministry and how they can get in contact with you. Yeah, I pastor Agape Bible Church up here in uh, what's known as upstate New York, but basically around here they call it the Niagara Frontier or Western New York State. It's uh, it's amazing how when people here in New York they just think all that exists is New York City, but uh, there's there's about 400 miles west of New York City, and that's about where we're located in East Aurora. Um, for people who are familiar with Fisher-Price Toys, it's the world headquarters for Fisher-Price Toys because uh, Mr. Fisher, Mr. Price began them here. And uh, we've been here now, uh, I just started my, well, beginning December 7th, beginning my, uh, I should say, yeah, starting off in my 22nd year pastoring Agape Bible Church. And uh, about 20 years ago is when God began getting my attention as I literally cried out to him in tears for a couple of three hours in my prayer closet, wondering what is going on. Why in the world am I still in bondage in certain areas of my life? And I see other Christians who seem to be very successful at crucifying the flesh, and they sure know a whole lot of truth. Yeah. And if the, knowing the truth sets you free, then there should be a lot more freedom within the body of Christ. And I found out that uh, there's some missing one-third, what I termed many years ago, the missing one-third of Jesus' ministry, and application of that truth. And that's where things begin, begin to get exciting. The I call it Adventure with a capital A because it really is. It really is a faith walk. Amen. And, uh, you know, you can't get much more of a faith walk 
when you're truly in the full gospel, you know, a lot of churches are salvation only. Get saved, fill up your notebook, and know that no truth, of course, some truth you don't believe. And uh, then their third gospel, and then, of course, a lot of the charismatics end up uh, in two-thirds gospel. And uh, the problem is they don't do a whole lot of deliverance among themselves. That's right. So the, the religious spirits pig pile in them. Pastor Worley used to put it this way, the Baptists think they know it all, <clears throat> the charismatics think they have it all. And uh, truly, only those in the in the full gospel, salvation, healing, and deliverance. Amen. Mark 16, and also Jesus talks about in Luke 13, where he sums up his ministry in salvation, deliverance, and healing. So that's what we're trying to copy. We're trying to copy the real Jesus Christ of the Bible. And I can be, uh, I love answering questions, by the way. So if anybody wants to uh, send me a question through the email, they're welcome to contact my personal email at, uh, or me personally through my email at pjservant, pj is Pastor John, pjservant, because I really just see myself as a servant of the Lord, pjservant at aol.com, or you can uh, contact us at a very simple website, agapebible.org, agapebible.org, and uh, we're going to be doing some more work on it in terms of getting some uh, more materials up there for people to be able to glean from. However, as I said, it is a... um, it's a real necessary ministry because, you know, Brother Shannon, so many people, are they're gun-shy of it. They're afraid that if they attack the demons, that the demons are going to attack back. Well, they do, but, uh, you know, the spirits in them are just creating that fear. And what they have to do is they have to just understand that Jesus Christ is worth it all. And no matter what happens, he'll protect us. Not that we won't have some... Uh, bullets going uh, grazing our helmets, or or we won't have some more injuries. However, uh, he's there with us, and he will uh, make sure that we get through it safe and sound. Amen. You know, uh, demons are like the bully uh, that you knew at school. You know, you see them at the bus stop. They would pick on, you know, the the weaker kids, and uh, you know they would they would steal your lunch money, and they would you know uh, antagonize you and torment you. I remember I was in uh, ninth grade one time. And I was uh, taking a, I think it was World Geography back then. Yeah. And I had this this pest. He would sit behind me, and he thought it was funny. He would take this pencil, and he would just lightly jab me in the back of the neck. And I, I got angry. I almost punched him in the head. And I'm a small guy, you see. So I, mean, I would, <laughs> I would have been take, I would have been taking on a, a bigger guy. But unfortunately, <laughs> we were able to resolve it another way. But uh, you know, I got angry. And you've got to get angry. Uh, you've got really two options. You can be tormented, or you can stand up to these bullies, and all they understand is force, and show them, you know, you're not going to push me around anymore. And when you stand up to them and defeat them, you know, now you're victorious, and you can do what God called you to do. And I'm, I'm talking to spiritual terms now. Demons are just like big bullies, and they're going to either torment you your whole life, and you have to succumb to their torments and to depression and, you know, uh, all these thoughts that are coming into your mind that you can't control and, you know, this cloud hanging out over you, relationships, you know, not being what they need to be and so forth, or you can do something about it. And until you get angry and you stand up for yourself, it's not going to get any better. The, the good news is Jesus Christ gave us the authority to tread on these foul spirits. So, yeah, there's some backlash. I would be a liar to say that uh, there wasn't. And it's not always easy. It is a battle. I mean, it's a literal battle that you're going to fight, but you can be victorious because uh, 
Greater is he that is in thee than he that is in the world. So you've got to stand up to these foul spirits and take authority over them and drive them out. And, you know, regain regain your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Shannon, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, it's thousands and thousands and thousands of spirits that I've dealt with over the years. And, you know, it's amazing how they will tell us, you know, you can't do this. This, you, you don't have authority over us. You're not our boss. You can't do this. The funny thing is, is we're doing it. In the middle of doing it, they're telling us that we can't do it, trying, trying to con and deceive us into thinking that we do not have the Luke 10:19 authority and power. And notice, brother, as you well stated, it's over how much of the authority of the enemy? Or power All of the, the enemy? All the power. Over, yeah, and, and by the way, in the Greek, there's a play on words there, because really it's, uh, some of the translations have, I, behold, I give you power over all the power. But it's really not power, that's dunamis, that's the second word. The, the first word is actually exousia, and it means authority. So we have authority, delegated authority. Believe me, the, 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 the most, most, you talk about buck private, the most buck-private demon we are no match for in the flesh. You mentioned the bully and the the ensuing fight, and maybe you know you're getting beaten. I would get beaten hands down if I even tried to come against the lowest-ranking evil spirit. They've been alive for six thousand plus years. They are spirits, so they're not limited by the mortal conditions that we are in and that we have to deal with. They, uh, as Pastor Worley used to say, there's no distance in the spirit realm. They can travel very quickly because the spirit realm is a different dimension, and apparently there are different laws and so forth that, that, that they operate with. So they have advantages over us, clearly, no doubt about it. In the flesh, we're no match. But see, what we have is authority. And Jesus yeah. said, Behold, I give you, and that's all believers, all Christians, I always get scared when I see these special deliverance teams in churches and only they do it. Uh, but listen, deliverance and healing are body, and, and even seeing people saved, of course, most important, are body ministries. And every should be, everyone should be doing it because Mark 16, Jesus says some of his final words before he returns to the right hand of the Father in heaven. What? What does he say in Mark sixteen seventeen? That we, as believers, these signs will follow those who what? Believe. 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 Right. And we're going to talk about that in, in a few moments. But faith is absolutely essential. So if we're supposed to be doing it as believers, and we have been given delegated authority over all the power of the enemy. And if you have your Bible out and you're looking at Luke ten nineteen, it says all, and you ought to circle all, highlight all. We have authority over all the power of the enemy. Now, you know, it's delegated. It's given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But we have to, but we have to plug faith into it, right? Hebrews eleven six. without faith it is impossible, impossible please to please God. That's right. For they that he that comes unto God must what? Believe. Amen. Must believe. And by the way, notice in Mark 16, these signs will follow those who believe. 
So we're not supposed to be following after signs. The signs should be following us. Amen, brother? That's right. Amen to that. Uh, we don't need to uh, go to a, a seminary to be able to cast out a demon. You've got that authority as a believer. Amen. Uh, and so uh, understand that. Uh, get into the Word. Get into a fellowship of like-minded believers. Pick up your sword and go to battle in Jesus' name. Report to the front line. Somebody's got to stand in the gap because the innocent are perishing. And, you know, um, Pastor John, I heard Rich Keltner give the um, the testimony that they um, they had a uh, a church in Texas where Pastor Carl Henderson had come into, and this church apparently had never heard of deliverance. Can you believe that? Mm. And they're in there, a lady manifested, and uh, he saw it for what it was, a demonic spirit. But the other people were like flipping out, what's going on? And the demon talked and says, who are you? How did you know this? The demons were totally caught off guard. They had not run into anybody in that church, apparently, that uh, knew anything about deliverance. They were just, uh, you know, happy and fancy free. Mm. And I, I believe it's that way in many of the churches out there. And uh, the demons are going to get a, a rude awakening as the people of God wake up and realize that they've got the authority. I mean, I remember um, the testimony of when Worley said... Uh, in one of the deliverance sessions, demons said, hey, if the believers only knew what kind of authority they had, we would be in some serious trouble. And so that's uh, Satan's handicraft to keep people deceived, blinded to the truth that the battle has already been won at Calvary. We need to uh, get into the Word of God, search it, find out our weapons, such as Ephesians 6 and Mark 16, as you mentioned, and... Uh, and start uh, declaring war on the enemy in Jesus' name. You know, the enemy is so subtle. Brother Shannon, the enemy is so subtle and so deceptive. I've said that often, many times I've made this statement, that they're so good at what they do that they they could sell you and me a snow cone 50 below zero in the Antarctic. Or the Arctic <laughs> Circle, and you know what? We'd be we'd be licking it, and our tongue would be sticking to the to the snow cone. But they're so good at what they do, they are very very deceptive. I mean, deception's not deception if it's not causing you to think something else when really you're being stupid and you're being foolish. Otherwise, it's not deception. And I'm telling you, they are good because they follow their boss, Satan. And he is a master deceiver. You've got to understand that when he entered the garden and he deceived our first parents, they had no demons. They had no sin. They had no curses yet. But he deceived them, and he was so successful at the deception, and I believe the occult mind control, that they just succumbed. And, of course, uh, as a friend of mine said, you know, why was he, where was Adam in the whole thing? Why was he letting his wife talk to a strange snake? Where That's was right. he? Where was he? That is a good question. And what was course, he doing? Yeah, and also, don't forget, she's the one who tempted him. So there's there are some key lessons in that, but I don't want to get into that right now. My point is that Satan is very Satan. The demons are very good at deceiving people. Uh, I know I'm going to step on some toes with this one, but you want to see Christians manifest. I'm talking about genuine, born from above, 
blood-bought saints, you want to see them, them manifest, just tell them to look at the roots of Christmas. We're, on the, we're, you know, we're into the Christmas season. Just go to a regular dictionary. We need to have a program on this, and I'll... Uh, I'll uh, brother, we don't pull any punches on this show. The, go to a regular dictionary and just look up Christmas and understand that it really means the mass, M-A-S-S, of Christ. That's right. So it's it's directly rooted in in the Babylonian Catholic Roman Catholic system, and Roman Catholicism, different names, religious names, but they're the same demons that drove that ran Babylon, of of which Nimrod was the head, and then of course his wife, after he died, Semiramis and Tammuz, the mother child worship cult, started there in Babylon, Amen. thousands of years ago. So just do the history of Christmas, and you'll find out that. Even in Massachusetts, I grew up in New England. Massachusetts is my home state. Really? Where, yeah, where I had met my wife, and my wife uh, and I met and married. Yes. And we, uh, you know, lived there. And in that state, uh, during the time of the Puritans, Christmas was outlawed because they knew of its Roman Catholic roots. Yes. And it wasn't until the 20th century, around the 1930s, 40s, and 50s, uh, that Christmas began to be celebrated like we have it today. Look up the word Yule Log, and it's a phallic symbol in witchcraft. Look up Yuletide, Yuletide, Yuletide all the things that we sing about. And okay. uh, by the way, some of the, it came upon a midnight clear, was written by a Unitarian minister who didn't even believe that Jesus was was God the Son. He didn't even believe in the deity of Christ. So a lot of this stuff, and again, yes. I, I've seen Christians manifest, Brother Shannon, right in front of me when you mention this stuff, because how can you dare? We've got to lead people to Christ. People's hearts are open, and I'm telling you, it's all deception. Folks, when you bring this uh, God-forsaken Christmas tree into your house, it is uh, a form of worshiping in the groves. It is a phallic symbol. The balls on there come from the balls of the uh, one of their demonic gods. This comes out of ancient Babylon. It was forbidden in the early days of the settlement of this country. It was illegal to have a Christmas tree. Uh, the witches know what it's all about. December 25th, winter solstice. It's actually... Uh, the birthday of Mithras, okay, or Mithra, a, a demonic uh, fallen angel. And uh, this came out of ancient Babylon worship, Nimrod, you know, Easter. You know, all these pagan holidays. Uh, Jesus Christ Yeshua was born most likely during the Feast of the Tabernacles. And, uh, you know, people say, well, you know, uh, I'm celebrating it for Jesus. You no, know, God said don't have um, any knowledge of the, the pagan, you know, uh, the pagan rituals and rites. Uh, I'm paraphrasing that. There's a verse on that. It says, you know, learn not the ways of the heathen, basically. And when we do this, um, it's an abomination to God. And I talked to my grandfather about it one time. He's a, he's a pastor, Pastor John, and he said, uh, you know, God spoke to him one day and said, I used to wink at ignorance. I don't do it anymore. If people are going to do it, uh, they're going to suffer the consequences. It's an abomination. He that knows to do good and doeth it not, to him it is a sin. And when I became aware of this revelation, that we weren't worshiping Jesus Christ, he was not born in December, okay? Um, that it was actually a, a pagan god, came all the way back probably from 
Babylon into Constantine, you know, the first pope, and into the Catholic Church, and you know, we did all these things growing up. We had the Christmas, we had a Christmas tree in the church. Can you believe that? I remember going for Easter egg hunts, and we would have contests to see who would get the bunny. And you know, though, folks, those were the eggs that were dipped in the blood of sacrificed children. Back in the pagan days, Ishtar, Samaramus, you know, the egg-laying rabbit. I mean, we could do a whole show on the the pagan holidays. Um, It shouldn't be, my friends. And then look at really what it's become, Pastor John. It's not about Jesus Christ anyway. People, it's about the gifts. You know, I told someone the other day, uh, I don't even like uh, Christmas anymore. I would prefer to have Thanksgiving. Because, you know, you get some great fellowship. You know, you're not worshiping a pagan god. And you don't go into debt having to buy all these gifts. In fact, I and enjoy it's a, it's a biblical holiday. It's it's uh, you know it's uh, Paul says it's the will of God that you give thanks. So it's a it's a it's a biblical holiday. In fact, I just uh, I've adopted Thanksgiving by the way personally as a uh, as a time for my own gift giving. By by the way, if, uh, Jeremiah ten talks about where God condemns bringing in the evergreen tree and decorating it with silver and gold, fastening right. it with nails and with hammers. Yes. And, again, we have to, as Scripture says, come out from among them, be separate, touch not the unclean thing, and I'll be a father to you, and you'll be my son, as First Corinthians 6 talks about. But the, you know, the the mistletoe, kiss under the mistletoe. Again, that's a that's a lost symbol. Again, we can Uh-oh. go into so much of this, and maybe we need to have Brother Shannon an entire program on that. I'd love to do it, especially around Christmas time. We get a lot of deliverance. You know, a lot of Christians... Are are celebrating it, and those demons are coming into them huge numbers. Brother, I didn't uh, think about it from that w- angle. And this is witchcraft, isn't it? It is. You know what? I mean, I'm gonna probably ha- I'm gonna need deliverance myself for witchcraft <laughs> from the Christmas tree. I think everybody listening will. I didn't think <laughs> well, about that. I knew it was wrong, but I, I have a demon as a result. It needs to come out. Well, I'll tell you, I was in Germany uh, ministering for about two weeks in in Bavaria. Yes, uh, in deliverance with a, a pastor and his wife. The, this pastor and his wife—they're both now in heaven, and they were many years missionaries in Indonesia. In fact, they're the ones who invited Pastor Worley out five times when he made his five trips to Indonesia. And I stayed with them in their home uh, Friday night before flying back. But I didn't on Saturday. But they from Frankfurt. But they I did meetings with him in Bavaria. And the amazing thing is, I was, if anybody has ever read, or I should say the other way, if anybody has not read a book called Bloomheart's Battle, uh, it, is, it is an outstanding book to show you the kinds of demonic manifestations that are possible, and I believe just the Lord protects us, and the Father protects us from seeing these things, but... Just incredible, incredible, powerful testimony of this uh, Dietz Gottlieben uh, back in the 1600s, who this Pastor Bloomhart had done deliverance with. Yes. And tremendous book. If I can get it from Agape Bible Bookroom, if anybody wants, just email me and uh, be glad to send it to you. However, the book, Pastor Bloomhart, talks about Pastor Bloomhart, Pastor Bloomhart. Of course, originally written in German, translated into English, thank God. And Pastor Bloomhart has had a huge house 
where he was uh, actively carrying on the full gospel ministry. Of course, he passed away, and eventually it was taken over by subsequent generations. And when I was in Germany, I actually, there in Bavaria, had a guy, a young man, whose father was a Nazi and had gotten a boatload of deliverance there at that house from these elderly couples who lived there and who were praying uh, deliverance and healing with uh, anybody who would like to uh, experience it and, like, and, and enjoy the freedom. And apparently one of the couples decided to sneak in a Christmas tree. They knew better. This is what this gentleman had told me, this German uh, young man had told me. And they, they knew better, but they snuck the tree in the home anyway. Just a small tree, you know, Papa, let's put it on the, on the, on the kitchen table. It's, it, you know, we, we understand. We don't really, we're not worshiping it. It's just a festivity sign, and we'll, we'll you know, break curses and do whatever. And they, apparently, while it was there, one night he looked out the window, and there was, there was this demon, literal manifested spirit, evil spirit, wow. look, looking back at him through the window. Wow. And he says, you know, of course, it, it really shook him, uh, but he repented of that immediately, threw out the tree, told his wife in no uncertain terms that there's not going to be any anything related to Christmas in the house ever again. I assume by now this man, this older gentleman and his wife may be again in glory, but we cannot fool around with this stuff, and it it saps our spiritual strength. It gives the enemy open doors, legal grounds for uh, coming into not only our homes but also into us. And uh, as I said, maybe right around uh, the the, uh, uh, the end of the month, we can, brother, we can do a program on this and actually have a do a Christmas mass deliverance. On Amen. The and and I'm not trying to um, be a party pooper, folks. Listen, I was raised just like you. I'm 41 this year, and uh, I mean, I enjoyed uh, two weeks vacation, Christmas tree gifts. I loved gifts, and but you know what? Um, knowing what I know about it right now, that it's pagan, and that probably the Lord cries when we get out there and do this stuff. And look at all the people that are just uh, that suffer this time every year, especially this year. You know, they're not going to be able to buy the gifts. Uh, the economy is dying, uh, and it puts a strain on people. Um, I say to heck with Let's abort this demonic holiday and set up another time during the year for fellowship and food. And I'm not against people giving gifts, but, uh, again, this is a demonic holiday. You've got to take a stand at some point in your life. You know, um, before I, I give it back to you, Pastor John, I remember Halloween, you know, just a month ago. A big store set up right next to the post office here called the Spirit of Halloween. Yes. And I was thinking as you were talking about this, that that's an actual spirit. That's behind that demonic holiday, satanic holiday. Uh, December 25th is a satanic holiday. There's a lot of sacrifice and orgies going on uh, in, with the witches' covens. Uh, a lot of people go up missing. They've been sacrificed. In fact, um, there's got to be a, a spirit of Christmas, and there's got to be a demonic spirit of Easter. Uh, literal spirits that uh, preside over these holidays. Folks, it should not be. Uh, we've got to repent of that, and uh, I didn't think to look inside myself or foul spirits that came in, but it's witchcraft, so now I, I know what I've got to go after. Name that in the Mass Deliverance tonight, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to wait until next month. <laughs> just throw that in there. Uh, Let me give it back to you, brother. Yeah, again, it's just uh, it's so important. You know, the Scripture's clear, my people perish are perishing for lack of knowledge, lack of uh, vision from the Word of God, 
and we don't question why we do things. You know, we we get the same religious spirits that the Pharisees had, uh, same uh, spirits of tradition and it's at Al, etc. And we've got to compare with the Word of God everything that we do, because you'd be surprised how much it breaks down into Gentile paganism. Pastor Worley used to say that you look at Haiti, for instance, and you say, "Oh, what a no wonder they're 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 in such a such a mess. They're they're so cursed with dedicating their island every 100 years to Satan." And there's such a mess. The Catholic Church is just destroying people with with a dead religion. It, they have no one to blame but themselves. But Pastor Willie used to say, "Hey, listen. You only have to go back three or four generations, and all of our ancestors were demon worshippers." Wow. Yes. So it's amazing how much of the traditions that we do, and how much, how, how many common, just accepted practices that we do. And you know, when I'm in prayer at the beginning of the day, when I'm breaking curses, of course I memorized that warfare prayer many, many years ago. And again, I would encourage people, get a copy of Warfare Prayers by Pastor Worley and also by Pastor Mulkey. We carry them both in the book room. Be glad to provide them uh, to you. And incorporate these warfare prayers into your intercessory prayer time. And I'll tell you, if you don't believe that uh, the enemy is real, do that for two weeks straight. You'll get some enemy attention. Amen. But one of the warfare prayers is breaking curses, and one of the things we do in that is we, you know, bind the strong man over this age, year, month, and day. And I don't know if anybody's ever understood that, but Monday comes from you know the moon god, Moon Day. That's right. And uh, Wednesday, Thursday is Thor. The Viking. When, that's right, exactly, yeah. and that's why a lot of people drink because the, the Scandinavian god of alcohol is Thor. I've had him cast out of me because my mother's side is uh, is Finnish, Swedish, and then Wednesday, of course, you know Wednesday, Brother Shannon. Um, Wednesday, I do not. I know it's, uh, it's got to be a demon. Yeah, well, yeah, an and it come, it's actually a German spirit called Woden, W O D E N, oh. Woden's Day. Okay, and of course, you know the planets Saturn. Even the oh, space yeah. program was named after a Roman Roman demon called Apollo. Wow. That's so right. a lot of these things that we just are so... The symbol for Toyota is the Taurus, Taurus the bull. Uh, astrological demon. So, uh, so many of the traditions, so many of the things that we just don't even bat an eyelash at. March. God, uh, God is March, personally... Of war. Yeah, God is personally offended with... And we have to be aware of this stuff because the enemy uses our ignorance. And again, this is why we've got to have our noses in the Bible, in the Word, and be aware of the historical roots. You say, well, I don't mean anything by it. Well, it doesn't matter what you mean. It's how God sees it and what is its history. What does it go back to? But I want to talk about faith, and we were addressing this in an earlier conversation, brother, today. Because it is so important that you believe. You know, one of the things that really I've seen hinder people in deliverance is unbelief. And when people do not believe, and I I put it this way, take God at his word, they will never experience many of the things that God has for them. The great and precious promises. They will not be able to write their checks of promises, sign them, 
and uh, and cash them because they don't believe. And you know, it, it happened in the ministry of Jesus, didn't it? Because sure. in the in the ministry of the Savior, Brother Shannon, you remember the text in the ministry of the Savior. You know, it, it's clear that when he went to his own hometown, what does it say? It says he could not do many, many miracles many, because of unbelief. Because of unbelief. That's right. Because they did not believe. That's Matthew 13, uh, verse 58. He did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Unbelief, again, will short-circuit deliverance, it'll short-circuit healing, and of course the sin, I believe the, you know, the, the un, unpardonable sin, uh, that which can be not forgiven in this age of days to come, is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, and I believe that today, because Jesus Christ is not here, and you can't personally say, well, he's doing, he's got these, these, uh, this power, but it's the power of the devil. Uh, what you do Today, as you tell the Holy Spirit to go fly a kite, go jump in a lake, when he tries to convict us of sin in order to be saved, to repent, to be saved, to be born from above, born, born again, born a second time, born from heaven, and we tell him to go fly a kite, that cannot be forgiven because there's no way. And that is rooted in the sin of unbelief. Jesus says in the Gospel of John that, you know, the sin, because they do not believe in me, and right. the one who sent me. So we have to believe. And faith is absolutely essential to deliverance. We've seen, as I said, many times people get nothing, no help. I mean, there's not a demon uh, squeaking. Nothing happens. They just sit there. As we're throwing everything we can at them, we're believing, but it's so important for the person themselves to believe and to evidence faith. And, and again, Jesus goes back to his hometown. And listen, if Jesus can't do it, we, we're not going to be able to do it because the, he, it always is, you know, I can put it this way, God always respects people's faith. He's given us a free will. He and the Father cre created us with free wills. And as a result, that free will has got to be used to say, yes, I confident trust. I like this definition of faith, confident trust. I confident trust you. I take you at your word, and I believe. I believe. I believe. And, um, you know, in Matthew 21, 22, Jesus says, In all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Amen. We have to believe. We've got to take God at his word. We have to believe that, and I'll tell you, believe what? Well, believe that, number one, that demons are inside of us. I remember praying with someone years, well, maybe about two, three years ago at a, at a workshop, at a conference and uh, that I was speaking at, and he, nothing was happening after about 20 minutes, half an hour. And I said, brother, do you believe that you have demons inside of you? He says, oh, no, they're on the outside. They're just, I kind of just, uh, you know, pray them away. I said, well, brother, why are you wasting my time? Why are you wasting God's time? I said, there's not one verse in the Bible where Jesus ever cast a demon off of anybody. The only time a, 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 the devil himself tried to sh short-circuit Jesus and keep him from going to the cross was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And he's the only one that could stand outside of Jesus and tempt him, test him, 
And notice how, he, how well he knew the Word of God himself. Satan knows the Bible better than we do. And the reason is because it, the Scripture is clear that Jesus says, Satan, Satan has no part in me. There, he didn't have one demon because he never sinned. That's he right. never sinned. And the curses that he had on him were, were our curses. The sins he took on him were, him were our sins that he died for. So, uh, the, uh, unlike us, uh, who are, we kind of arrive on the scene, uh, at the point of conception, these demons begin to come into us, right into our mother's womb, into us, and as I put it, they begin to set up shop, and as they begin to set up shop, and by the way, the first demon, I believe, that comes in is Leviathan, pride, because that's the first sin in the universe that was committed by Satan, and of course, I believe the first sin committed by our, our parents in the Garden of Eden. So I, I think, my own opinion, is that Leviathan, Job 41, Leviathan, king of the children of pride, he comes and begins to set up shop within us, even at the point of conception. We've had demons tell us that. So we have to understand that the enemy is inside of us. So believe and believe that they're in us so that in the authority and power of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can get them cast out of us. Amen. And uh, Pastor John, excuse me one second. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind all the foul spirits and the strong men and all the witches and warlocks. And the occult is tuning in right now. Live in Jesus' name. Command the spirit of Babylon to go into you, you foul spirits. In the name of Amen. Jesus Christ, we put you in the cage in Jesus' name. Take amen. it back, brother. Amen, amen, amen. And also, we just cover every listener with the precious and all powerful blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. And we just loose angels in Jesus' mighty name around us and, uh, and uh, to fight the battles within us and to work in conjunction with the Holy Spirit to accomplish exactly what uh, what the Lord Jesus Christ wants to happen tonight. Amen. But unbelief, again, is absolutely essential to deal with. And the only way to counter it, you know, I've had people who, for instance, have had curses of atheism and agnosticism over the family lines. Uh, some of their relatives were alive in World War II or maybe World War One, and they're, you know, dead and gone. But those curses are still operating in their lives, on their lives, gave legal grounds for spirits of unbelief, unbelief in God, unbelief in the Bible, unbelief in, in true Christianity, to come in, and they've come in, followed down the family lines, and you know, brother, the person goes to church, they hear the scriptures, but something seems to be blocking their understanding, their comprehension, something seems to kind of put up a, just a huge roadblock in the way as uh, faith tries to travel down the road. And this is why it's so important for the Holy Spirit, through discernment and words of knowledge, to ask the Holy Spirit, what's going on here? What can we do? And he will tell us. He'll tell one of the workers. He'll tell the person themselves. The sin has to be repented of. Uh, and I'll give you out of my own example, my own life. Oftentimes, the Spirit will be manifesting within me and uh, screaming and, and carrying on, and he won't, I'm willing against him as, as much as I can, and he just won't seem to budge. And a brother's praying with me, or my wife is praying with me, or the pastor's praying with me at the, at the particular moment, and 
all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit says, now confess the sins of the fathers in this area. Confess the sins of your ancestors in this area. So I just do that, and immediately the demon loses the legal ground, and bang, he shoots out. Just, you know, yawns, burps, and vomits. So it is absolutely essential that the sins of the fathers be dealt with, and that as the person is receiving freedom, that in their mind, between them and the Lord, they just confess and just can specifically name the sin. And we're talking about unbelief, so obviously you'd name the sin of unbelief, forgive all my ancestors who have chosen not to believe. The evidence is overwhelming. The truth is overwhelming. All you do is have to look up to the sky. All you have to do is, at night, all you have to do is is look at, 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 the, at you know, your own body, your own physical body. Uh, optometrists, ophthalmologists say that that it just the human eye is so well engineered as a as a camera as it's just amazing. Uh, only an intelligent, super intelligent being could do that. And so the the evidence is overwhelming. All we have to do is just be honest and be willing to say yes. I believe whatever the Lord Jesus Christ says, whatever God the Father says. Whatever the Holy Spirit has has inspired in the Word of God, I attach faith to it, I believe it, and that settles it for me. Amen. Uh, and I'm going to settle something right now. You foul spirit and Roberta, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord rebuke you. Command all foul spirits to go in the cage in Jesus' name. Father God, loose blindness and confusion on these foul spirits and let civil war ensue right now inside in Jesus' name. You foul spirits, turn on the strong man and rip them apart. In Jesus' name, and you're going to remain caged, and you too, you come out and manifest in deliverance. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Take it over, brother. Brother, I, we were talking earlier today in, a, in our phone conversation about the program, and I had mentioned to you about this young girl who I had uh, visited who was in this uh, lockdown section in prison here in western New York in a town called Lockport. And she was in the Niagara County Jail in Lockport, and her mother had called me. And I, I'm saying this because a lot of the things we do, whether it's uh, worldly movies, and by the way, remember when you go see a movie that you're supporting Hollywood, uh, if you if you wonder about Hollywood, Hollywood is Hollywood is a real wood that witches use in their rituals. So that may... T- Oh, really? Tell you I didn't know that. Let me tell you, yeah, let me tell you something about Hollywood and where the name came from. I call it Holly Weird, but there, I'm, I'm t- it's just so important that we that we steer clear of, of of many of these things in the world because they will literally tear down our faith. Have you noticed in the past twenty years that even the Lord's name is taken in vain on a regular basis and on TVs and movies, brother, and. 20, 30 years ago, uh, 40 years ago, when I was growing up, I was 10 years old, and I never thought it would, I'd, I'd see this. It was never allowed on television. You didn't even say God on television, let alone you know the Lord Jesus Christ. And name taken in vain. And so much of that is, is just, you can see how our morals and values have eroded and ethics have eroded at an incredible rate. But the Harry Potter craze, Brother Shannon, has been coming out in the past couple of weeks. This new Harry Potter movie, what's the name of it? Oh, yes. Uh, the Harry Potter number seven. It came out, what, about two weeks ago? Yes. 
people waiting in line until uh, midnight. In, 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 amazing how they, they promote it and they begin showing it during the witching hours of 12 to 3 in the morning. That's right. No wow. accident. No coincidence about with that. that. But, brother, this gal, and I'll try to make this as brief as possible before we go to our mass deliverance a little bit later in the program, but this mother had called me and says, I need you to visit my daughter. And I said, well, what happened? She says, well, she, she killed my granddaughter. And I said, well, what? Oh. what? Talk to me. So she shared a few things with me, and I made an appointment to go in and had contacted the chaplain in the prison and and uh, prison authorities and went in there and incredible lockdown area, you know, within the real deep belly of the beast, so to speak. Uh, went up in an elevator to the second floor, and they said that they would, across from the guard's office, that they would... Uh, call her, and that she could she could see me, and I, of course I didn't know what to expect. But she began to explain to me how she had contacted. She was from uh, Buffalo here, Buffalo City, and she wanted to impress her boyfriend and make him think that she had money and she came from a uh, kind of wealthy wealthy home, and. She knew that she was poor and didn't have anything. So she got on a website and somehow came in contact with an Egyptian witch who had a website down uh, originating in New York City. This uh, witch sent her a talisman and it essentially consisted, consisted of, a, of a rabbit's foot. Oh, my goodness. With something wrapped around it. Yeah. I used to have and, a rabbit's foot. Yep. Yeah. Again, oh. rabbit's feet. Yeah. Again, lock everything. I'm taking notes here. I may not remember that. And that's what happens if you you get something to your memory, folks. Write it down. Satan may try to steal it. I need to re- rebuke that foul spirit. Associated yeah. with a rabbit's foot. Keep going, brother. Yeah. You know they they say rabbit's foot brings luck, good luck, but if you look up, if you really study the word luck, uh, it, the first three letters L U C they just added a K, and it came uh, originated just short for Lucifer. So basically, luck means Lucifer's blessings, and uh, so. And, and by the way, I always said it wasn't. If you really think it was luck, it wasn't too lucky for the rabbit. He's lost his foot. But long story short, this gal had contacted this Egyptian witch. She sent it, this thing to her, and she noticed within a few days or a very short amount of time that her and her daughter. She was a single mom that her and her daughter started breaking out in a rash. And she couldn't explain it, never had the problem before. She immediately tied it to the rabbit's foot, this witchcraft talisman. So she discarded it by flushing it down the toilet. Wow. So she thought she was done with it. The problem is, of course, is... She didn't know it, but these demons had entered into her. She explains to me that one night she's there in bed, <clears throat> got her Bible by her book stand, book stand and or nightstand, and she looks in the door, and this huge, uh, very black, menacing figure standing at the door. And she kind of knew what it was, having grown up in a in a kind of a religious Christian religious home. Or, or a church, uh, from time to time she had gone there, she told me. And she immediately clutched her Bible. The thing laughed and then disappeared. 
I think this thing had legal grounds. It came out of her and went into her. Yes. Call, it, call us their homes. So just like you leave your home, well, they'll come and go. Uh, they tell us that they come in on our breath and they they leave on our breath. One of the reasons the demons leave with yawns is because it's a breath. A shriek because it's a breath going through the larynx. So she obviously invited a boatload of these same Harry Potter kinds of spirits that came into her, and then she, her, her her mother, got a call at work, and she was acting crazy on the telephone. This her daughter was, and she said, "Mom, you got to come home quick. I I think I just did something really bad, and I just want to let you know that the it's really horrible. I can't talk to you over the phone." She comes home. Grandmother Lee's work comes home on an emergency basis, and who's standing there but the daughter and her granddaughter, and there's blood everywhere. She had literally just bludgeoned the the the, the granddaughter to death. Oh, my goodness. God have mercy. Um, that sounds That's like Michael Bray. That's how, yeah, that's how dangerous this stuff is. Yeah, Michael, we were just talking about that last night. The Masonic sword, he had been to a Masonic meeting, right? That's right. Just, uh, I think, the day of or the day before, he went to a Masonic lodge, um, came home, he was hearing voices, hacked up his mother with a Masonic sword that uh, his father had given him, and uh, he thought he was doing God a service. He thought he was hacking up a demon. But actually, the demons inside of him had twisted his mind. And uh, he's sitting in a, in a prison right now as we speak in a jumpsuit. God and brother, have mercy. With, with, amen. And brother, with that kind of... And, and I'm telling you, that's what the enemy does. They, they, they come in in a very subtle way. We think that what we're doing is okay. We haven't really checked it out. And... We find out that it's just an open door to the occult, which is what masonry is, and so is in Mormonism, because Mormonism is just rooted in masonry. Both Witchcraft, Joseph, yes. Yeah, Joseph Smith and his brother were both masons. That's right. A lot of the symbols they have in the, in the Mormon church is nothing but, but masonry symbol, symbolism and occult symbols. So here this guy is in jail, and that's exactly what the enemy does. They get us on the path of destruction, and then we're either in jail the rest of our lives or we're crippled the rest of our lives. Not that God can't do anything with that. Of course, he can, he can turn everything out for our good and his glory. But we have to live with the scars and the consequences. And in this case, how tragic. And, of course, there's no indication this guy was a believer. And maybe no. God, God can use this event in his life to uh, connect him with, with a chaplain, a born-again chaplain, or someone who can, a, a prisoner there, or someone who can uh, evangelize him and, and get him get him at least saved and maybe even in the full gospel. Or Satan will try to put people in mental prisons, you know, of their own minds, um, and they're drugged down with psychotropic drugs that the, uh, the mainstream... Um, Witch doctors, which I call the you know mainstream doctors, they'll sell you a uh, a sorcery spell for a couple dollars a pill. It's getting expensive now. Some of those some of those pills are very expensive, and uh, they just open up the door for more demons to flood in, and people lose their mind, and they're sitting in mental institutions right now. 
many of them demonized. Uh, God have mercy on us. Satan's yeah, trying and, to keep everybody captive, isn't he? Amen. And and or in bondage to psychotropic drugs. And yes. they're on these drugs for years and years and years. Some of them die on them. And it's unnecessary because there's a curse of insanity, by the way, that we found that comes in with anyone who fools around with the occult. If people have a tendency to get into the the, the occult arts, if there's a pull in their souls, more than likely it's because their family lines got into the occult. Those spirits entered, have come down the family lines, and kind of pull like a magnet to steel or magnet to metal. It pulls on them until they get into it, and then they bring further curses on themselves, which continue on the, down the family lines. And all it does is exactly like Jesus said in John 10. The, the devil comes only, but to, the thief only comes, the devil, to steal, kill, and destroy. But the good news is we never want to forget that. But I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But we have to believe, Brother Shannon, don't we? We've got to believe. We've got to take out of his word. And tonight we're going to get into a mass deliverance in a few moments. And we're going to attack some of these spirits, including, as Brother Shannon has requested, maybe we'll go after a few uh, Christmas spirits as well. But Let me ask you, Pastor John, this uh, spirit of doubt and unbelief, um, they're in a lot of people. Uh, could this be a blockage for some to receiving the Holy Spirit baptism? With, you know, the evidence of tongues. Absolutely. 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 In fact, we've seen, and I can tell you in my own uh, life and experience, uh, being schooled in a sense, at least in, in believing in all the spiritual gifts, believed in most of them, but we were taught that they, some of the gifts, the sign gifts, no longer necessary today. They stopped with the apostles. And I used to teach that and preach that, sadly. However, I repented of it. And there's a great book by John Sherrill called, I was mentioning to you yesterday, brother, called, uh, and they spoke They spoke with other tongues. And again, we have it in the book room if anybody wants it. And it totally revolutionized my understanding from the scriptures with great practical testimonies on how important tongues is and how biblical it is. And, brother, uh, Pastor Worley laid hands on me for the gifts, and the tongues that I received and the other spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit was gracious to give me did not come up to the surface, that his tongues didn't in particular, uh, until I repented and and uh, I waited for almost two years because, you know, when we don't believe what God says and we hinder the operation of the Holy Spirit in his fullness, in his fullness, notice I didn't say its fullness, the Holy Spirit is not an it, he's, he's a person, yes. in his fullness, that it, it really is offensive uh, to God the Father and God the Son. So we have to, uh, and the Holy Spirit, so we have to make sure that we're teaching in, in line with the Word of God, and I'll tell you, uh, I got about, uh, I remember, 22, 24 spirits cast out of me of unbelief, etc. Unbelief in tongues was one of them. Uh, and when Unbelief they left, in tongues? Unbelief in tongues. And, one, and I'm telling you, when they left, 
man, I just put my head back and I just started <laughs> started in uh, speaking in tongues. And uh, I have a prayer tongue, as, a personal prayer tongue, as well as a, a commanding uh, tongue to to fight the enemy. I mean, I literally, the Holy Spirit will speak through me, carrying out a conversation with the demon, and it's really not a conversation, it's really a scolding, and all that demon will, will, will want to do, because he's so shamed, is leave. So, well, you know, you game, just gave it, me a revelation. Um, much of the church does not believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for today. The, the gift of tongues, for example. Yeah. Uh, you've got, uh, the church doesn't believe that demons can be in Christians. Well, if you have a, a demon of unbelief of tongues, what about we need to cast out a demon of unbelief and that Christians can have demons? Yeah, and of course, there has to be repentance there. Now, I'm sure God in grace and mercy, whatever the Lord Jesus Christ uh, wants, is exactly what he, he can have. Uh, he is the head of the church. He's our captain, captain yes. of our faith, and whatever he wants in mercy, if he wants to get the demon out so the person can believe, that's fine. But normally... What we've seen is the person has to repent, and I'll tell you, I've, I've often used this spiritual principle, and maybe it'll help the listeners as well, that whoever you put yourself under the authority of, you get their demons. Really? So, for instance, you know, martial arts, you bow to the master. Sensei. Yeah, guess what? You're bowing to every demon inside the of master. him. master. And you're telling those spirits, uh, there's vacancy signs here, come on oh. in. And that's not only true with that, but it's also true with if we get involved in the occult, in the in the cults. Oh. I call them Jehovah's false witnesses. If you get involved in, 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 oh my Lord, Catholicism, some of the meanest demons I've run into are Mary spirits, oh. Mariolatry and Catholic spirits. I, we need to cast out the spirit of the Pope because people are bowing down and kissing his toe. Is, well, they they usually kiss his ring. They genuflect before him and kiss his ring. Well, that's that's pretty bad. Now, you know, let me ask you this question: Satan has perverted a lot of the Bibles. In fact, uh, I just read the other day they're getting rid of the NIV. They're phasing it out, and uh, it won't be printed again by Zondervan. They've got another one. I guess it's TNIV, but they basically um, they've done a gender change. And any place that said he, they're going to say he and she or or they now. And, you know, they've corrupted the Word of God, uh, taking out uh, references to fasting. And as we know, that's a, uh, a crucial uh, weapon in our armory against the, the demons, because some demons only come out with prayer and fasting. But let me ask you a question. Uh, speaking in tongues. They don't want uh, people to have tongues. I believe it's the demons inside of them that don't want people to understand that this gift is very powerful in deliverance. Uh, would you agree that tongues can be used as a spiritual warfare weapon? Warfare tongues? Uh, yeah, I have to, because not only do I have it, but uh, those who I've laid hands on, as well as people who are truly in, in this body ministry. Remember I said it's not a deliverance team. If you go into a church... Brother Shannon and listeners, if you go to a church and they have the deliverance team and you got to make a special appointment and et cetera, et cetera, uh, I'd, I'd suggest leaving that church because they don't know what they're doing. Absolutely. And it's a body ministry. And that's why, you know, when I travel, I'll be going, by the way, to Seattle, Washington area for meetings between the 9th and the 14th. 
And I'll mention it right now. If anybody wants to uh, contact any family members or Christian friends or uh, even your enemies, hey, turn your enemy to a friend. Get him, get him to believe. Uh, if you know anybody in the Seattle, Washington area, uh, or you're going to be in that area, or you are in that area, or you don't mind traveling from Oregon or somewhere in the Northwest, I'm going to be up there uh, the 9th through the 14th. We're going to have really? meetings that weekend. And my contact person is a, uh, a Slavic gal named Tanya, and her phone number is 206-550-1150. Give that Two, out again. Yeah, 206 area code, 550-1150. Now, do you and know the name of the church there you'll be at? Yeah, I just mentioned Pastor John. We're just using the building, so the church is, I think, Seventh Adventist. Uh, so I think it's Word of Life Church. Okay. Uh, but don't in in Renton, Washington, R E N T O N, like rent a building, or yes. we're actually just using the space. So the church really isn't behind it. Though I think some she's gonna, one of the gals are going to invite uh, someone, you know, some people from the church. But regardless, we're going to be we're going to I'm going to be there, and that weekend, and uh, I believe I'm flying in the night nights with my wife Kathy, and then it'll be the tenth, yes, twelfth, or somewhere around there. So if anybody would like to. Uh, contact and uh, be a, be a part and hear more. Then uh, obviously you're welcome, and uh, would I'd love uh, personally to meet you, especially if you heard me on uh, OmegaManRadio.com. Amen. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network, and we've got Pastor John Gogan tonight. Uh, his website is Agape, A G A P E, Bible B I B L E dot org. And Pastor John. Um, do you have an email address where people can reach you at? Yeah, you can also uh, contact me through the website. There is a uh, an avenue to do that, but uh, the best way, the easiest way, simplest way is pjservant at aol.com. pjservant at aol.com. Now, I want to mention yes. you have a um, pretty extensive um, book room over there with a lot of great deliverance material. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Well, we have over 500, uh, probably now over 600 different titles of uh, CDs, DVDs. We carry uh, Pastor Worley's, a lot of many of Pastor Worley's DVDs and CDs. As uh, we can still get VHS, but of course uh, on a very limited basis. Uh, it's you know those are those machines are phasing out, so to speak. However. We still can uh, can get them for you, but we have uh, a lot of Pastor Worley's material. In fact, all of Pastor Worley's that's available material, as well as you know all the booklets. We carry Derek Prince, Frank Hammond, uh, Pastor Monty Mulkey from California. We carry uh, just a bunch of really good stuff and uh, good materials. And you have to be careful because there are some things out there that you don't want to uh, hook into. And we carry some of the best in deliverance, as well as uh, other materials, and would love to send you, free of charge, a Agape Bible Bookworm book list, tape, CD list, DVD list, and you can kind of go through it and let us know what you'd like. But you also ship to Canada, right? Yes, we can ship to Canada, yep, by all means. Okay. We've got a lot of Canadian listeners. Uh, in fact, we have people listening from over the world. Um, shouts out to Lise in Germany that's tuning in right now. We've got Amen. friends in India, Canada, Singapore, Australia, Philippines. 
Uh, praise God for everybody tuning in, people in Hawaii. And uh, I'm praising God. Pastor John, uh, you also have uh, periodic uh, workshops. Uh, when is the next one scheduled at Agape? Yeah. At Agape Bible Church, we have them spring, summer, and fall. We just finished our 52nd workshop. So that's about, I think, 18 18 plus years of uh, workshops, three a year. And the mini workshops, I call them mini conferences, mini workshops, basically Friday and Saturday meetings, Friday evening and Saturday meetings, they are in between our conferences, workshops. And I'll be having one, as I said, in Seattle, Washington next week. And then I'll be having one, uh, Brother Richie said he may be coming uh, with with Marie to uh, the one we have in uh, in the Albany area, basically Johnstown, New York, and that'll be the I think a Tuesday and Wednesday, the first week in January. A lot of people are uh, getting off the proverbial holidays. Uh, some of the demons are really hitting them hard, having been empowered by the holidays, and they you know they're depressed, they're they're uh, downcast, so to speak. And so I figured, well, why don't we have the meeting? Uh, then, uh, the week after the, uh, the, well, basically the first week of January. So if you have any questions, you're welcome to call uh, my secretary, Kathy, at 716, area code 655-5008, 655-5008. If you know someone in the in the area who you'd like to recommend, or maybe you'd like to come. Uh, of course, you know, that's New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, uh Massachusetts, all of New England, that kind of thing. Those are the areas that that you can pull from because it's Albany, south of Albany, or a little bit west of Albany, actually southwest of Albany, in Johnstown. But you can get more information by calling our church office number. But these mini workshops, as I said, Brother Shannon, are just few and far between in the sense of, you know, they're they're not few, but they're um, uh, they're in between. There we go. The regular conferences, but we normally we have uh, end of March, middle of June, and middle of September, third week in September, around there, spring, summer, and fall conferences. Hey, man, praise God. And folks, I would encourage you to get out to these. Um, it's always good to have fellowship, meet new friends, get some deliverance right there with deliverance workers, and um, make some lifelong friends, and uh, you can pick up a lot of great material there through the book room while you're there also. But I would encourage you to uh, get a hold of as much deliverance material as you can because it's uh, it's gold, I mean, literally, gold for your soul, in addition to the Word of God, naturally. Uh, because a lot of the material that has been written down is uh, was uh, learned <laughs> in the classroom of the, uh, the Holy Spirit and from, you know, a lot of deliverance over the years, and what these pioneers have done is they wrote down for you what they learned, so uh, you can really get up to speed fast, get a hold of a lot of these deliverance books like Brother Wen Worley's, and uh, read them, and um, now you're up to speed with the knowledge that he had that he put down on, in printed form so we could get into it uh, and, and have that uh, knowledge as a good basis in fighting these demonic spirits. Pastor John, let me give it back to you. How about um, we put some... Demons on the run tonight. Amen. Yeah, and the other thing is, if anybody wants to be put on our workshop mailing list, they're welcome. Oh, yes. Just send their address, uh, you know, the snail mail address. Uh, we also post them on our website so we can 
if you just give your email address, say, I'd like it to be sent to me uh, or at least notified it's on the website so I can take a look at it, uh, we can do work it that way as well. So, uh, again, just uh, send it to pjservant at com, and we can uh, put it down on the workshop flyer list. We usually send them out about three to four weeks in advance, so they'll go out sometime in mid-February, mid to late February, and you'll have a good month to plan, prepare, and we also put the dates for the other conferences as well. So uh, would love to be able to agape hug you, meet you personally, and uh, some of the best Bible teaching is available. I'll tell you, just amazing truth. And it's amazing how the Lord always comes down in such power and glory and is, I don't know how, but he always bests himself, it seems like, every conference. And those who want freedom, you know, get some really, really good freedom. But uh, tonight, we're going to do a mass deliverance. So uh, let's go through a a couple of, uh, just about three or four prayers, and then we'll get into some commanding here. I want to say, um, for those listening out there right now, uh, he's going to lead you through the prayers. You can say them right there where you're at, wherever you're at in the world right now, or if you're listening in the MP3 on archive, and uh, you can get set free tonight, uh, right there in the privacy of your home. Go ahead, brother. Amen. And uh, we've got about, what, about a half an hour? Yes, sure. And if you need a buffer zone, that's no problem. I can kick it in. You take the time you need. Praise the Lord. Uh, well, let's go, what we'll do is we'll uh, make it easy, make it simple, and give uh, just an opportunity for some some attacking, 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 as Pastor Worley would put it, attack, attack, attack. One of the things that it's so important, just some practical notes, you know, Brother Shannon was talking about the importance of going through some initial prayers. And we call them renunciation prayers because they essentially, by reciting them and meaning them in your heart to the Lord, it gives you the opportunity to renounce, to slam the door shut on these areas in your life where the enemy has had open doors, whether you or through your ancestors, my ancestors, and the only way to remove the legal grounds, demons cannot just come and go willy-nilly. They have to have legal grounds in order to come into us. And, of course, the legal ground is sin. And, of course, God curses sin. And that's one category of curses, by the way. God himself curses sin. And Allah, the Garden of Eden, where he cursed the serpent, cursed the woman, and cursed the man as well. Of course, we're all living with the consequences of that. And by the way, when people say, well, you know, I don't believe in curses, I, th- I think it's just uh, superstition, uh, tell them to read in Deuteronomy uh, 28 and go through the text of the Bible and see the reality of curses. In fact, just go to a Strong's Concordance and look up curses, and uh, there are a lot of curses in the scriptures that are talked about. And particularly when you're when you're looking at the number of curses versus versus the number of blessings, Amen. and the reality of curses in the scriptures, that uh, you begin to think, well, wait a minute. Uh, I usually ask him, are you are you going to die? Apart from the rapture, are you going to die? Well, yeah. And then I say, well, you know, the statistic I heard is one out of one die. Wow. So if one out of one dies, that means it's probably going to be you and probably going to be me at some point. 
So I thought Jesus broke every curse on Calvary, and curses don't apply to you anymore. And then they start thinking about it, and they say, well, oh, yeah, I guess I guess the curse of death. And then I said, well, did you ever talk to your mom? And they say, well, what do you mean? And I say, well, did you ever, did she have pain in childbirth? So obviously the curse of pain in childbirth is still there, and you can continue in that line of reasoning because curses are real today. What we have to do is Galatians 3 talks about the tremendous truth where Christ became a curse for us, and he, in effect, broke those curses for us. But, of course, we have to appropriate that in faith believing. Here we go. Here's faith. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through some basic prayers. And, of course, one of the most important things we have to do and is is really a faith destroyer in it, in and of itself is unforgiveness. So we're going to go through some unforgiveness, deal with that in the sense of renouncing any and all unforgiveness in our lives, and as we renounce unforgiveness, that is, we willingly say, I forgive so-and-so, this person who hurt, disappointed me, owes me an apology, owes me money, whatever it is, and just will to forgive them. A lot of people say, well, I can't. No, no, it's not you can't, it's that you won't, because forgiveness and or unforgiveness is an act of our wills. Yes. So let's go through the unforgiveness prayer, and it's uh, really not a hard prayer, but you have to meet it from your heart. And I'm going to pause because I'll give you a few moments to bring and ask God the Holy Spirit. In fact, ask God the Holy Spirit right now to bring to your mind and heart anyone who you have not forgiven. I don't care if it was 10, 20 years ago. I don't care if it was yesterday, last week, two months ago, 40 years ago. 50 years ago, 60 years ago, depending on your age. And let's go through this in faith, and I'll give you it uh, as best I can in bite-sized pieces. And again, deliverance is the children's bread, Mark 7, 27, Matthew 15. So we're talking to born-from-above believers, true Christians. It's our bread. It's children's bread, children of God, spiritual bread. So if you're an unbeliever... The best counsel I can give you right now is unbeliever in the sense of uh, you've never you've been you're religious but lost. You've been to church but you don't really understand all that it. Listen, you need to invite the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, and you need to deal with the sin problem that separates you from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and you need to invite God the Son into your heart, into your life, and have a personal relationship with him and with the Father. So uh, Jesus in John seventeen three says, and this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, he's talking to the Father, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Notice it says no, personally no. And personal no means you have a personal relationship with. So eternal life is summed up with personal, living, dynamic relationship with God the Father through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So you need to take care of that. And I just invite you to do that. And all you got to do is just admit that you're a sinner, that you deserve the lake of fire, hell, Gehenna, just as I deserve it, just as Brother Shannon deserves it. Yes. But in grace, God bestows on us 
as a free gift, nothing we work for, eternal life. He gives it to us because of Calvary, because of what Jesus did. He took your hell, my hell, so you could know his heaven. And I just invite you to say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for everything I've done. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm drowning in my sin. I need you to throw the life preserver to me and rescue me, deliver me, not from demons right now, but from sin. And it's power and and the penalty, which is the lake of fire forever, once you leave this life. Reincarnation is a lie from the devil. We don't get a second chance, third chance, fourth chance. We don't come back as animals or insects. We get one chance, and after that, the judgment, Hebrews 9.27 says. So, if we don't want judgment, then we have to make peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ and invite him in your heart. And as you're saying, Lord Jesus, forgive me. I know I deserve the lake of fire. I know I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. And that's you. Come into my heart. Come into my life. In Jesus' mighty name, you pray that prayer in faith. You call out to God in faith believing as best you know how. And immediately, the Lord reaches down and and puts you upon, takes you out of the miry clay, puts your feet upon the solid rock, which is himself. So I invite you to do that. You say, well, Pastor John, I've done that already. I know I'm saved. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, we're all in the family. And let's uh, let's see if we can eat some children's bread then, and uh, do that tonight. So just uh, if you can, uh, and by the way, if you're driving, do not do this. Uh, first of all, don't close your eyes and pray. That's a very dangerous thing to do. Secondly, don't get deliverance if you're not in a safe place. And if you really begin to strongly manifest, then stop it. Don't will against them. And instead, uh, make some sacrifice, make the trip, come up here to Agape Bible, we'll be glad to pray with you, and uh, we've got people we can, you can, we can hold you down with, and we'll, we'll do the best we can. Make it to, you know, Brother Shannon's if you're a guy, and if you're a gal, then you need to come and you know, let, some, let some gals gather and know, know what they're doing and pray, pray with you. But, um, uh, you know, be, uh, be smart, be wise. But let's go through some uh, forgiveness. And, of course, we wrote this in Matthew 18, 34 and 35, where Jesus says that if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart, then uh, your Father will turn you over. He says, my Father, God the Father, will turn you over to the tormentors. Of course, these are tormenting spirits. The demons specialize in torment. And we have found uh, unforgiveness is a legal sin open door for uh, spirits of cancer and also spirits of arthritis to come in and crippling diseases. So if you don't want cancer and arthritis, which is not fun, then uh, learn to forgive. And I mean uh, forgive is immediately when the Holy Spirit convicts you about it. So just, uh, as you said, bow your head and let's see if we can call out to the Lord and deal with any bitterness and unforgiveness. Father in heaven, I confess that in my past, I have held unforgiveness, sometimes bitterness, and resentment in my heart against certain people who have hurt or disappointed me. I now recognize this as 
sin and confess it to you as sin. And I claim the promise of 1 John 1 9. Because I want to be like you and like the Lord Jesus, and I want to learn to forgive others, I do not forgive the following people who have hurt and disappointed me. And I just ask the Holy Spirit to bring to the listeners' minds the faces, the first names of anyone that they need to forgive. Let's continue. I now freely forgive all these people and ask you to bless them, Lord, if they're still living. I also forgive myself for my many faults and failures, for you have freely forgiven me. Thank you, Father, for freedom from the load of unforgiveness, bitterness, and resentment. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You say, well, Pastor John, I really don't feel anything different. In fact, I I feel worse. Well, just take it by faith. Uh, You didn't, uh, you're not going to feel much. But the enemy is feeling it because we've removed some of the legal grounds for spirits of bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment. Another demon we've run into called cold shoulder, uh, hard-heartedness, when you harden your heart toward people who've hurt you and disappointed you, and related. And, of course, cancer and arthritis, too. So we've removed the legal grounds. And, again, you'll feel better and different and literally lighter after these demons leave. And you say, well, Pastor, how many are there? Well, there could be 200 spirits of bitterness, depending upon how bitter your family lines and you have been. And that's why you've got to keep hitting them, and hit them, and hit them. Because um, there may be 46, there may be 103. The Lord knows, and just... You know, just continue to trust and continue to hit them. And I'll tell you, you get 103 bitterness and unforgiveness spirits out, you'll feel a lot different. Now, again, we get to walk in our freedom after we get delivered. And we have to choose to forgive quickly to keep those doors quickly closed so the enemy can't reenter. Yes. So let's confess uh, the occult. We talked about the horrible things that can happen when these occultic spirits come into us. So let's uh, let's do that. Father in heaven, I confess to you that in the past, through ignorance, curiosity, or willfulness, I have come into contact with certain occult things. I confess it as sin. 
and claim forgiveness in Jesus' mighty name. I do confess as sin and renounce all contacts with the following occult things. And Holy Spirit, just bring to mind any occultic things. And tonight, in tonight's program, we mentioned everything from Christmas uh, involvement to occult movies, occult websites, the world's music, which is occult rooted. Colic charms like uh, the rabbit's foot. Finding three-leaf clovers and saying, hey, I'm lucky. Again, all this stuff is rooted in the occult and paganism. Let's continue. I also renounce and confess as sin any false oaths which I may have made or my ancestors have made to any false god and any idolatry in which I or my ancestors have been involved. Let's continue. In the mighty name of Jesus, I break, cut, and sever any and all curses Placed against me by witchcraft. In Jesus' mighty name, I break any curses of rejection from the womb or illegitimacy, which may be in my family lines back to Adam and Eve on all sides of my family lines. In Jesus' mighty name, I now renounce, break and loose myself from all demonic subjection, from any ungodly soul ties, to my mother, father, grandparents, or any other persons living or dead, who have ever dominated or controlled me, in any way contrary to the will of God and word of God. I thank you, Lord, for setting me free. I also repent and ask for forgiveness when I have ever dominated or controlled someone in witchcraft power contrary to the will of God and word of God for them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let's do one more. In accordance with Leviticus 26, I do now confess the sins of the fathers, the sins of my ancestors, all idolatry, 
witchcraft, occultism, sexual lust, adultery, pride, hatred, divorce, perversion, rebellion, stubbornness, alcoholism and drug addiction, and wicked heart of unbelief. I claim 1 John 1 9 and I break and lift the curses whoredoms and iniquities for me and my descendants. I command all evil spirits associated with these to leave me and my family and go to wherever the Lord Jesus sends you. In his mighty name, amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, indeed. All right, I'm going to call down some angels, and we'll, let's see if we, see if we can attack, uh, attack some of these areas. Amen. Satan, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, just pull your faith with me. You don't have to repeat this. Just pull your faith with me. Satan, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I put you, we put you, and all of your legions on notice that we are attacking you from our position in Christ, in Messiah, who is now seated at the right hand of God the Father in the third heaven. This places us far above you, all principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, world rulers, rulers of darkness, kings, princes, and every other angelic rank under your command. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask you, Father in heaven, sufficient legions of the holy angels to bind all satanic forces here and in the air overhead where any listener is right now around the globe, that they will not be able to interfere in any way with God's people being delivered. We further command in Yeshua's mighty name that all free demonic spirits in this place be securely bound and taken wherever the Lord Jesus sends them. In fact, we command every demon to look up in the eyes of the Lord Jesus, the right hand of the Father, and you're immediately to obey. He will tell you where to go. And also, you are in no wise to interfere. We forbid you from interfering or returning to your place of origin. Go to where the Lord Jesus sends you. We take authority from the third heaven where we are seated in Messiah and remind all demons you must obey when you are called by name or by function. You're to come out of God's people and go to where Jesus sends you. We also bind and block all demonic transference. Come on, wicked heart of unbelief. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the unbelief. We break curses of atheism and agnosticism over all of our family lines back to Adam and Eve. Now, come on out. Come out. All, in the name of all Jesus. spirits. Unbelief, doubt, torture, torment. Come out. Come on out. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Move. Move it. We break and cut and sever all curses, giving you legal grounds right now in Jesus' mighty name. Now, all the way out. All spirits of unbelief, doubt, we can with our spirits. Come out in Jesus' name. All tormenting. All Loose tormenting the people spirits. Of God in Jesus' name. Get out in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All spirits of unbelief. Lord rebuke you. Come out in Jesus' name. Come on, move. Right now. All spirits of doubt. All spirits of Find hardness Come out. of heart. Come out. Hardness of heart. Rebellion. We Come out in Jesus' name. We the of rebellion in Jesus Christ's name over our family lines and over us. Right now. 
all the way back to Adam and Eve. Come on out, move. All spirits of disobedience, skepticism, distrust, mistrust, cynicism. Come on out. All cynical spirits. All cynical spirits. Come on out. Agnosticism, atheism. Come on in Jesus' name. Faithlessness. Come on out. Reverse. Spiritual. Come on. Come on. Move. Move it. Move it. Move it. All the way out. Right now. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every foul, ugly spirit. Come on out in Jesus Christ. Come out in Jesus' name. You loose God's people. Come on. These are men and women of God. Now come on out in Jesus Christ. Come out. We are the sheep of his pasture. Now come on out. Move. All spirits of doubt. All doubting spirits. We will you come out in Jesus' name. Move it. Come on. All spirits of doubting Thomas. Come on out. All the demons that 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 are cynical. All spirits of distrust and mistrust that came into us because people were not trustworthy and we projected that on God and his son. Now come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the demons. Come on. Move. 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 All spirits of double-mindedness come on out. Double-mindedness. Double-mindedness. Loose the people of God. Come out in Jesus' name. Come on, move. All spirits of blocked faith, come on out. Blocked faith. Every demon, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blocked faith. Loose the people. All the way out. All the way out. Blocked faith. Loose their minds in Jesus' name. These are God's people. Loose their human spirits in Jesus' name. They are willing against you because they don't want you anymore. Now, come on out. All spirits of unbelief. All spirits of Leviathan, pride. We, we, in fact, we we uh, bind pride, and every one of his uh, subordinates, every one of his shield spirits, and we we uh, command uh, uh, oh, every yeah, demon right now. You are not Jesus to look name. up to pride. We forbid you to look up to pride to gain strength. Now come out out of Jesus Christ. Cut the twelve All heads off of pride. Leviathan in Jesus' name. We bind name. you. Come out. Angels of God, scrape off the scales, put a meat hook in there, and drag Leviathan out of the That's right, of God. all the way out. Come Doubt. out in Jesus' name, you foul spirit. Doubt and unbelief. Come on. Come on, all the double-mindedness, all the schizophrenia, all the demons that make up schizophrenia, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. You loose God's people. We are the sheep of his pasture. He loves us. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd of the sheep. Come on out, right now, all the way out. All spirits of deception, come on out. Deception. Deception, seduction, treachery. Come on out. Come on in Jesus' name. All the deceiving spirits. Come Come on, move, 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 move. Come out. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Every wicked, foul, ugly spirit, we bind you. Pour the blood of Jesus down your throat, you foul. Wicked heart of unbelief. Come on. God calls it wicked heart of unbelief. Come out of the heart right now. All the spirits that bind, torment, and harass us, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Tightly in chains and fetters of iron and barbed wire, freshly dipped in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, come on out. All the way out, demons. You get out of God's people. Will against them. You get a will Lord against you them. Can, you spirits. Holy Spirit, come strengthen out. their will. Strengthen their will. Weaken you, foul spirits. That's right. Weaken you, foul spirits, in Jesus' name. weakness into you right now, in Jesus Christ's name. Now, come on out. All the way Lord out. God, fragment the mind and soul of these foul spirits, in Jesus' name. Civil war ensue right now inside you right. foul spirits. Turn on the strong man and rip them apart in Jesus' name. All the way out. Father, send more angels, more angels into the homes. 
wherever they are, into the into the uh, the workplace, wherever they are in Jesus Christ's name, wherever they are, come on out, all the demons. You're defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ in the power and authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, he's given us that authority over all of your power. Now get out, all the way out, all spirits. Come on, move, 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 move. All rest of development, come out in Jesus' name. Get out of the mind, get out of the heart. All the will and the emotions, all the spirits. Asmodeus, we bind you. Come out. In Jesus' name, foul spirits. We break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells off the people of God right now. We command them to go back to the demon that sent them sevenfold. We bind all witchcraft attacks, all demons away from the people of God. Go back to the demon that sent you sevenfold We break all witchcraft that came in through the dreams last night of the people of God. We break it off of you in the name of Jesus. We cut all demonic soul ties attached to the people of God. Cut all demonic silver cords, all lean lines. All the way out. the people of God and let them go in Jesus' name. All the way out. All the uh, all the sexual lust that came in with Christmas, kissing under the mistletoe, all the lust that comes in with Christmas, with feasting and getting drunk, we confess all the participation in Christmas in the family lines. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name, bringing in the, the evergreens. Come out in Jesus' name. Decorating them with silver and gold. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. We ask for forgiveness, Father, in the mighty name of your Son. Come on, all the way out. All the Christmas lust, all the all the lust that comes in with people drinking, people getting drunk, all the alcoholic syndrome, we bind you in Jesus Christ's name too. All the way out. All well, the feasting, all the gluttony. Onto the spirit on, of alcohol in Jesus' name to ignite it. Jesus. All the way out. All the way out. We are God's people. God says, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. Come out from among them and be separate. Scripture says, be ye holy as I am holy. All spirit That's husband, our goal. spirit wife, we bind you. Come out of the people in That's Jesus' right. name. That's right. All the way out. I agree. Now come on out. All the way out. We are Baha'i God's people. Beelzebub, we bind you. Come out in Jesus' name. All the way out. Come on, move. We are God's people. Spirit of Halloween, you spirit of Christmas, we bind you. Spirit of chance that come in from gambling, we bind you. Come out of the people right now and let them go in Jesus' name. All the way out. Holy Spirit, strengthen their wills. Strengthen their wills. Strengthen their wills. All the way out. Hurry up. Move it. Father God, let the Shekinah glory of the Holy Spirit illuminate the foul spirits hiding to show them where they're at and let the Holy Spirit fire go in there and start burning them out of the people of God in Jesus' name right now. Amen. Father, send burning judgment and destruction right now against these spirits. Burning judgment and destruction. We bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Unrelenting. Unrelenting, burning judgment, destruction in these nests. Angels, go in and dig up the roots. Dig up all the roots. We just put the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ where the roots are right now. They can never regrow because you're leaving. Now come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Murder, suicide, you. death, and destruction. Come out in Jesus' name. The Lord, Lord Jesus rebuke Christ you. rebuke you. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Now come out. Out of God's people. All spirits that came in through Roman Catholicism and the rosary bead. We bind you. Mormonism, we bind you. Masonic, come out in Jesus' name. We break every Masonic curse right now over the family lives, right now, and over the person's lives, right now in Jesus Christ's name.
Jesus Christ became a curse for us. He took all the curses on his body, just like he took all of our sins. And we just appropriate that right now in faith believing. We break all witchcraft off of the people of God going back to Adam and Eve on both sides of the family. Break it. Cut it off of them in Jesus' name. We rebuke the spirit of poverty right now. Loose the people and let them go in Jesus' name. What we have taken from the people of God, give back sevenfold, Satan. Because when the thief is caught, you must give back sevenfold. We command it to happen now in Jesus' name. Well, the blood of Jesus over everybody listening in right now. That's right, all the way up. All the way out. These are God's people. They are the sheep of his passion. You got these men and women of God. They are men of God and women of God. Now come on out. We serve the Most High God, El Elyon. We serve the God of Israel. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, move. All the way out. Let's go. In Jesus' mighty name. All the unbelief, every demon has been called by name or by function. We bind you and we command you to leave right now. All spirits that blind us, that deceive us, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. Easily deceived, come on out. Easily seduced, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All the way out. All the way out. A will to be deceived, come on out. I bind that demon right now. A will to be deceived. Come out in Jesus' name. We repent of when we wanted to sin, so we wanted to be deceived. We repent of that. We also ask forgiveness for the sins of the fathers, too, in these areas, where people want, our ancestors have wanted to be deceived so they could go ahead and get get into their sin and do their thing. We ask forgiveness. We cover the blood of Jesus. Come on, I bind all those demons in that nest of a will to be deceived that works on our wills because we want to be deceived. We don't want it. We don't want to be deceived anymore. We want, to, we want the truth because the truth can set us free. All the way out, all the way out, all the way out. Hurry up, move it. You know, David, if you don't... came in through more shorts. Come out in Jesus' name. us back to the boxes. We rebuke you, you foul spirits. All Come on, came in through Wing Chun, Kung Fu, Karate, Taekwondo. Kickboxing, we bind you. Come out in Jesus' name. All came in through acupuncture. We bind you. Come out in Jesus' name. All Reiki spirits. We cut the tail off of all kundalini, all python spirits, serpent spirits. Come out in Jesus' name. Loose the people of God and let them go right now. All the way out. All spirits that came in through yoga, we bind you. Come out in Jesus' name. We cut the all the, the tails of kundalini off right now. Angels of God, go in there and rip them out. <clears throat> Stir out all the nests, angels of God. Put a sword at the lowest point. Start driving these foul spirits up and out in Jesus' name. And as you come up and out, you bow your knee before Jesus Christ. Angels of God, stamp Jesus Christ as Lord on all the demonic spirits' Amen. foreheads right now. We close the third eye in Jesus' name. All spirits of Allah, come out right now, you foul spirit, demon spirit named Allah. Loose the people and let them go in Jesus' name. We break and cut all ungodly soul ties with any Muslims. With any Muslims right now, we just break and sever and cut all ungodly soul ties with Muslims. Come on. All the spirits of Allah come out out of Jesus Christ's name. All the demons of death and Antichrist come out out. All the Antichrist spirits come out out in Jesus Christ's name. Let's go. Keep coming up. Hurry up. Move it. It's back to the boxes, cages, and caves. Come on, demons. We're not going to give up. We're going to keep attacking you until you leave. 
So you might as well just make it easy on yourself. Father Gun, loose more detachments of warrior angels to go and start smiting these foul spirits. That are stubborn. We lose the spirit of obedience into these foul spirits. Come out now. In Jesus' name. God, loose the hornets of heaven dipped in the blood of Jesus to sting these foul spirits. Angels of God, go take a tong and grab a coal off the fire of heaven and drop it into the mouths of each of these foul spirits that are trying to remain. Come out in Jesus' name. That's right. All the way out. I agree. Let's go. Let's go. It's time to leave. It's time to go. In my name, they will cast out demons. That's exactly what we're doing. The first number one sign of a genuine believer. In my name, they will cast out demons. Come on, demons. It's time to go. Let's go. Let's go. All the way out. All the way out. Hurry up. You're going to get put back in those cages and caves. Those angels are going to read scriptures you hate to hear. All the way out. Let's go. Let's go. Move it. Last one up. Come on. Let's go. You take the pocket that you can take key. Father God, lose the key plays of Egypt on these foul spirits are trying to remain. Pierce them through with your arrows, Father God. In the name of Jesus, loose the terror of the Lord on these foul spirits. We bind you. Come out right now in the name of Jesus Christ, you foul spirits. Citri's in the dry places right now, and you're no stronger than him. Come out of the people and loose them and let them go in Jesus' name. Yeah, there's a fallen angel wandering the dry places, Pastor John. Its arms, were, its uh, wings were plucked out. It's not happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brother All Richie told me. fools with no names. Come out in Jesus' name. Yeah, I think Brother Richie told me about Citri. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. All the way out. All the way out. All the way out. Any remaining uh, Christmas spirits, too, can leave. Come out in Jesus' name. Come on, Babylon. Semiramis Tammuz, mother-child worship. Take the mother-child out annually and put it back in the closet. We bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come on. All the Christmas, all the Catholic spirits are tied into it. Get out of God's people. You snuck in through the living Christmas trees at the churches. You snuck in through the singing of the carols and the... Abaddon, Apollyon, Ashkelon. Come out in Jesus' name. All the, all the, 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 uh, the Babylonian traditions. Come on. All the spirits. Come on out in Jesus Christ's name. I bind you, spirit. Jesus. Christ. Come out in Jesus' name. Loose right now. These are God's people. Now get out of them right now. This is the children's bread. We have a right to the children's bread. Jesus Christ has given us the children's bread. Come on, move. We're just having a good feast right now on the spiritual bread of God. Come on, move. All the way out. Hurry up, demons. You got three minutes. You foul spirits three will burn and loose and let her go in Jesus' name. Come out. Hurry up. In Jesus' name. All the way All out. All spirits that came in through Kabbalah, come out in Jesus' name. All spirits of the Illuminati, loose the people and let them go in Jesus' name. Spirit of Antichrist, we bind you. Come out in Jesus' name. That's right. All spirits that came in through the Mogan David, wearing of the Mogan David, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. The Star of David, there is no such thing. Come on out. It's an occult symbol. Now come on out in Jesus Christ's name. We break every curse from wearing jewelry of the Mogan David. Come on. Behemoth, come out in Jesus' name. All the way Thank out. You. All Loose the way let out. Let them go in Jesus' name. Come on, sons of Belial. Come, of Belial. come on, of Belial. Come on, move. All the way out. All these spirits. We Would bind Troll Society right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, to talk with the Paracas that you can take here. 
All spirits that came in through the uh, watching of occult movies, vampires, Twilight, Harry Potter books, movies, and similar. Come out. Come out, in Jesus' name. All the way out. Every foul, ugly spirit that snuck in. All spirits that came in through listening to Marilyn Manson. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. But I like watching the MTV awards. I like watching the 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 uh, country awards. I bind you in Jesus Christ's name. Come on, move. Spirits of mind control from Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie Inception. Come out of people right now. Who's their minds and let them go? Spirit of suicide, we bind you. Come out in Jesus' Spirits of depression. Come out in Jesus' name. All the way out. Come on, demons. One minute. One minute. One minute and counting. Now, come on out. You loose God's people. These are God's sheep. We are the sheep of his pasture. We belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, body, soul, and spirit. Now, come on out right now. All the way out. All the way out. All spirits of infirmity. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Arthritis, diabetes, high blood pressure, stroke, Many stroke, big pride, little pride, all viruses and congestion. We bind you. Any diseases affecting the eyes, we bind you. Loose the people and let them go in Jesus' name. Pour the blood of Jesus and the oil of the Holy Spirit over the people right now. Be healed in Jesus' name right now. Amen. Be healed in Jesus' name. Come out in Jesus' name. And they will lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now, come on out in Jesus Christ's name. All the way out. All the way out. 30 seconds, demons. Come on. Hurry up. Move it. You loose God's people. These are men and women of God. Now, come on out. 20 seconds, demons. Move. <laughs> you don't like it in those boxes, cages, and caves. It's it's pure torment. The only thing worse than that is the lake of fire you're going to. No rest for the wicked. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Hurry up, 10 seconds. All the way out. No U-turns. We command your subordinates to leave too. Make form a chain and leave. Come out right now in Jesus' name. Seven fold back in your head, you foul spirits, what you intended for the people of God. That's right. And every snare and pit and trap set up for us, you're going to fall into. Back on you, you foul spirits, in Jesus Christ's name. Touch not my anointed. We rebuke you, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, a lot of people ask, what do you mean by, Pastor John, what do you mean by putting them back in boxes, cages, and caves? Well, if you read the Old Testament, you find out that um, Og, king of Bashan, and some of the other kings that uh, Israel had... Uh, complete victory over and it captured the God said no don't kill him now I'll tell you when uh, put him in put him in a cave so years ago one of the workers said well wait a minute why don't we do this with the demons and uh, and and see what happens and well, I'll tell you the next time in deliverance prayer that demon one of the demons manifested and said they hated it so again we've got behold I give you authority you believers authority over all the power of the enemy so we're going to box these things up and let them marinate so to speak so all they want to do is leave that's right King David put uh, the five kings in the cave right yep so we have some biblical precedents for it and uh, we found that it works as well 
So let's agree in faith together and let's box these things up. Uh, Brother Shannon, Father, in Jesus Christ's name, yes, we agree together. In Jesus' name. And we just pray that as uh, we command uh, right now uh, from the, the highest strongman down to the lowest demon right part form, we just loose myriads of angels right now to go into us. Uh, all the listeners, uh, Brother Shannon, myself, put these demons back in enclosures, or even for the first time in enclosures, that are 750,000 times too yes. small. And that as each day passes, that these, these uh, enclosures will shrink. We inject the blood and, of Jesus in there with them. Amen. Feed them. Yes. Amen. And uh, just to torment them. And we also pray that your kind of light in the third heaven will shine through each enclosure. Let it remind them of where they were kicked out of and how glorious and blessed it was. And just torment them a hundred thousand times what they tormented us in our family lines. Yes, we Father God, loose angels to go down and read the Word of God to them 24 hours day and night to Amen. marinate them in Jesus' name. Amen. Especially their future torment and hellfire and every scripture they hate to hear. They're defeated at Calvary at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Father God, we also pray through in the name, mighty name of your Son that the uh, angels of life, health, healing, restoration, in myriads of numbers will come into us and pour the balm of Gilead, the oil of the Holy Spirit, and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ everywhere to promote full shalom in body, in heart, in soul, and around our human spirits where the Holy Spirit and the new nature are. We also pray that the um, precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ will cover us, our families, properties, and possessions of which we are stewards to protect us from any and all satanic and demonic backlash. And we pray that, you, that Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, that you will hold our hands and that you will help us as we walk literally our freedom out. And as we have now uh, experienced some freedom from some of these spirits, evil spirits, wicked spirits, that the next time we have an opportunity to choose obedience, we will choose obedience and righteousness instead of disobedience, unrighteousness, and sin. Thank you. And uh, we also take this time to crucify the flesh. We reckon ourselves dead to sin and alive only to Christ. And we ask, Father, these things in his mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor John, give out your contact information one more time, please. I would love to, and thank you again for having me on the program. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It is, a, it is a delight to minister with you and uh, as a co-laborer, and also to uh, get responses from some of the uh, just wonderful people who are out there who are hungry for truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Anybody can reach me with a question or anything that happened tonight. If you have a question, feel free to contact me at pjservant at AOL.com or go to our website, agapebible.org, and uh, we're going to be able to uh, do some buying right with carts and, and right there online, so uh, hopefully that will be happening really, really soon. And uh, But for the time being, there is a an older list of materials up there. If you scroll through it and you want something, just email me. But uh, we're going to be refining it, and Brother Shannon is going to be helping me with that. Yes, but in the meantime, fast, by the way, if you need a, a book, let him know what you need. He gets it out within a day or so, and he'll even ship to Canada. So you've Amen. got uh, a lot of great deliverance material over there. And uh, also, uh, if someone's in the, the area and would like to fellowship in the church, um, what's the address up there at Agape Bible? Yeah, we are at, actually in uh, East Aurora, New York. There's two words, E-S-T-A-U-R-O-R-A, New York. And it's uh, actually 598 Buffalo Road, 
Buffalo Road because it's south of Buffalo City, about 15 miles. And uh, 598 Buffalo Road. You can also write us, if you'd like, at P.O. Box 236, same town, East Aurora, same state, New York, 14052. We'd love to hear from you. And, of course, uh, if you really need some help, you're welcome to come to services. We have Sunday and uh, we start at 10 with Sunday school, early morning Bible study, 11, 15, regular service. And Thursday night service, which is tomorrow night, but we have Bible study at 7 and prayer meeting. So uh, deliverance prayer is offered just, just as a regular part of service. And we would love to pray with you and do whatever we can to help you. Amen. Praise God. And uh, you're also going to be in the uh, the Washington State area. Give that uh, contact information out one more time, please. Yeah, you bet. It's um, I'll be delighted to. It's, of course, uh, up in, um, I believe, Renton, Washington, uh, which I believe is a suburb of Seattle. And uh, it'll be from the 9th to the 14th. It's going to be Friday night, December 10th at 6 p.m., uh, Saturday, December 11th at 1 p.m., and it's Word of Life Church of God in, uh, let's see, 16045 116th Avenue, Southeast, Renton, Washington, 98058. Person of contact for more information is Tanya, T O N Y A, at 206 area code 550 206 area code. And of course, you're welcome to call the church office if you have any uh, questions as well, uh, 716-655-5008. And again, Brother Shannon, uh, another whooping of the enemy. We, uh, <laughs> he, got, he, got a, he got a black eye, but both eyes were black, and his good. knees, and, and both of his shins were kicked, and that's, uh, that's what we love to do. That's a good day. Folks, if, uh, if you've got some deliverance tonight in Jesus, uh, right, Pastor John, and I and let us know. We'd love to hear your testimony. Uh, it's encouraging, and uh, God bless you. Thank you for coming on tonight, Pastor John. I'll see you again next week. Amen. God, God bless. bless. God bless the listeners, and love you lots. Bye bye. That was Pastor John Gogan, AgapeBible dot org. Folks, we have some great programs set up for you tomorrow night. Richard Keltner, Watchman Radio. He was going to come on tonight, and uh, he got pulled away. But uh, I've got him on, co-hosting tomorrow night with me at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., Watchman Radio host Richard Keltner. We're going to be opening up the lines, taking your calls for deliverance. So if you needed prayer tonight and could not get through, tomorrow night we'll have the line open for two, three hours, whatever you need. 917-889-2745 will be the call-in number. Toll-free, 877-806-2482. Now... It's tomorrow night. Tomorrow is Thursday. Wow, can you believe that this week is going by so fast? Oh, my goodness, it's already Thursday right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me get my brain going again. Friday, Pastor John Franklin from Canada will be on at 8 p.m., followed by, ready for this, Ragnar Benson. Does anybody know who Ragnar Benson is? Google it. Interesting guy. 72-year-old. I call him the granddaddy of survivalism, written a lot of books. And uh, he just got back from Russia. We're going to have him talk about what he saw over there. It's going to be an interesting show. That'll be the late-night edition of Mega Man Radio, Friday night. Saturday night, Dr. Pat Holliday is back. 
for the School of Deliverance starting at 8 p.m. Now, for those of you who have not tuned in to the School of Deliverance, 8 to 11 p.m. every Saturday night, we're going to open up the lines. And uh, we're going to take your calls for deliverance prayer. Sunday night, School of Intercession and Warfare Prayer. We're going to get together and we're going to do our part to beat up the enemy through intercessory prayer in Jesus' name. We do that every Sunday night. Next week, Rick Wiles is going to be on the show. Rick Wiles will be here Tuesday from True News. That'll be 8 p.m. We confirm that today. Uh, let me back up one day. Monday, we'll have Pastor James Mobley. He'll be back. We'll be doing, uh, be sharing a message, and we'll be doing uh, a mass deliverance. report I got last time was the rats were jumping off the ship like the Titanic when he came on and did that mass deliverance. Uh, I feel the anointing tonight of the Lord over these shows. Uh, and if you've gotten some deliverance tonight, write in and let me know. My official website is omegamanradio.com. And uh, you can click on the RSS link on the player, the Blog Talk Radio player, and that will take you to our master list of programs. You can download all of them. I think we're over 150 now. Give God the glory and the honor and the praise. Uh, it's, a, it's a good time to be serving the Lord. And, um, you know, one person plants a seed and other waters it. They both share in the harvest. I want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart who has supported Omega Man Radio uh, because of your efforts and getting behind us. We've been able to do a number of things. We've been able to start the feeding program in India. For those who planted seed into that, I've got uh, photographs up on Facebook. And I put in a call to Dr. Busey through my mother, who's his contact, and uh, he had a medical emergency. Keep him in prayer. But uh, he's out of the hospital, and uh, we're hoping to get him back in to start feeding again this weekend. That's for the Street Kid Project in Vizag, India, Dr. Joshua Busey. But I've got photographs uh, up on Facebook. I'll repost them, and we're going to be posting them each time that we do the feeding. Uh, because of your help, we've been able to do that. Because of your help, we have been able to launch onto American Voice Radio. We start our nightly program over there. It'll be a pre-recorded but it'll be every eight Monday through Friday, 8 to 10. So that'll be going out to a network that uh, doesn't tune in necessarily to the uh, the Internet broadcast here. So when people's lives are impacted, souls are, are saved for Jesus, people get set free. And you've joined us as a partner in this. You know, you get the uh, same credit as we do. You know, praise God for that. I told Rich Keltner, I said, because of you, because of you... Uh, Putting the deliverance ministry out on the Watchman Radio Show about two years ago, I was touched, and that pulled me in. I said, you know, uh, you get credit with any work that we do over here. I mean, it's like <laughs> we're all partners here. Uh, despise not the day of small things. Uh, you, you will never know until you get to heaven, and God has his award ceremony for the believers. And, you know, the... Um, the awards are handed out in heaven for the work that you've done here down here for Christ. What that you were a part of, uh, you'll have no idea till you get there. And we're, you're going to be amazed, I am sure, of the souls that were saved because we obeyed the Lord. Uh, we partnered in projects over the course of our lives down here. Uh, feed the, the poor. Bless the orphans. Bless the widows. Bless our brothers and sisters in Israel. That's what we've been called to do. 
see the captive set free. And we would like to do more. I was given a prophecy that I'm um, going to TV at some point. Um, I don't know how all that's going to come about. I will tell you an interesting thing that I heard, though. What I heard was that uh, Jimmy Swaggart canceled all of his media. Now, this is a ministry, big ministry. They had a lot of holdings on uh, national cable, like BET, probably, I don't know if it was USA. You know, he was all across the board, okay? And what they did is they canceled all the time, and they bought time on DirecTV. They've got the Sun Life channel now. It's a 24-hour satellite station. And I thought, wow, that's kind of interesting. It's almost like their own version of TBN or Daystar. Of course, they're running their own program. And uh, I thought, that's kind of cool. Well, got a vision to do that. And so it would take some resources to pull that off, but uh, it can be done. Could you imagine the Deliverance channel, a 24-hour channel where we would run uh, Deliverance material and programs? Wouldn't that be kind of cool? I mean, it could be done. Could you imagine millions of people? Uh, going through a mass deliverance simultaneously. And speaking of which, um, don't forget to go to coasttocoastam.com, the home of George Norian Art Bell, and uh, recommend uh, Mega Man Radio as a potential guest host on that program. If I can get on there, I would bring a couple other deliverance ministries with me. And what we would do is uh, we would get in there and do a mass deliverance over the airwaves if George Norrie would, would permit. Now, enough people write him, then uh, they'll say, hey, you know what? The, the people have spoken. Let's get them on. Could you imagine it? Now, we'll have to go in there, the you know, the back door and talk about, uh, you know, we're just talking in broad terms like the shadow people. <laughs> they, they talk a lot about the shadow people. We know what those are. They're, they're demons. We'll talk about night spirits. And I'd have to go in a little bit of coded form, but uh, if we could just get our foot in there. Could you imagine? There'd be millions of demons, billions coming out in Jesus' name. Because the word doesn't go out void. But, uh, you know, there's opportunities out there. There's opportunities maybe to do a 24-hour TV channel. That's kind of my dream. Um, the Deliverance Channel. We could do uh, 24-hour programming. You know, the full gospel, evangelism, heal, miracle healing, uh, deliverance. We'd have mass deliverances. We would have, a, you know, an actual live on the air call-in program. That's just something that I kind of see. And, you know, nothing's impossible with God. So I don't know. It says without a goal or vision, you'll perish. So that's where I, I see the program going. It will continue on radio and then kind of uh, branch out into TV at some point, if that be God's will. So be in prayer with me on that. And so uh, there's some exciting things ahead. Um, we've just gotten started. And I think that's why the enemy is so upset, because... There are witches and warlocks coming to Jesus Christ. There, there are people being delivered of tormented spirits. People getting saved. People getting set free um, of demons that have tormented them maybe their whole life, that have come down the family lines, that have been in since birth. You know, people that thought there was no hope, including myself, I get deliverance. And I praise God for the uh, deliverance ministry. And I'm excited about getting freer and freer in Jesus Christ. Because it can only get better. Amen? Praise God. It is Jesus Christ who sets the captives free. And it's a deliverance, it's deliverance for the children. You know, the Christians. The believer in Jesus Christ. Jew or Gentile. You know, the believer that uh, is, has a personal Savior of Jesus Christ. Yeshua, if you speak Hebrew. 
But my point here is um, nothing to be ashamed about when you think uh, you know you need deliverance. We all need deliverance. You know, we can't help the things that our forefathers did. And I'll tell you what's what's sad is not knowing much about your generations. In my own particular case, I started to do the genealogy research. I, I worked with the government, and I had a friend whose hobby was genealogy. You know, he was pretty good about it. We lived up in uh, northern Virginia, so he had access to the uh, the National Archives, you know, Census Bureau, things like that. You could go up and look at the microfilm. And uh, I kind of got excited uh, when I was watching what he was doing. Of course, he had been doing it for, you know, maybe two decades. Uh, he really had a head start on me. So I started to to try to research who, who I was, where I came from, and... Uh, on my mom's side, they had actually done the family tree back to uh, the 1700s, coming in from Germany on that side, the Weber family. And uh, on my father's side, Davis, um, we didn't know anything. Can you believe that when I started to ask the questions, you know, what did my, my dad know? Because my grandfather had died by that time. Um, we didn't know more than maybe two generations back. That's pretty sad. And all I had was the initials to go on of my great-grandfather. Uh, so what, I, what did I do? Uh, I went to the Census Bureau. I uh, got the death certificate of my grandfather. It gave me his parents' name. I then went back and got their death certificates. And uh, it's kind of hard if you have a common name now. You want to make sure that you're getting the right person. I had a, I had a couple of false finds there. Um, anyway, I got back four generations. It's pretty amazing. And as I started to do a little bit of digging, uh, I found uh, some generational patterns there. You know, we had an, we had an adultery spirit that came down the family line. Uh, we ended up finding uh, out that um, my grandfather had had an affair, and during that time of the affair, he had a daughter. And lo and behold, I find that I have an aunt and three cousins that I was never told about when my grandfather was alive. You know, uh, why they were ashamed of that, I have no idea. But, you know, I, it turned out that my particular family, they you know, had skeletons in the closet they were not proud of. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a real shame and a travesty because there are people's lives that were affected here. You know, family that I didn't even know about, I discovered about a year ago. Can you, can you imagine that? So I, I praise God for my cousins out there if they're listening. And um, Sonia and Selena and Amanda... My cousins, praise God for them. At any rate, my point is, uh, I had a very hard time getting any information on my genealogy. And um, it's important to know because what if one of your ancestors, okay, was into witchcraft? What if you had a grandfather who was a mason or one that was into Santeria witchcraft? Can you imagine that? There's people that call in that uh, have these you know, family ties to the occult, to voodoo, to, to masonry, to Wicca, you know, new age occultic spirits. And so it's important to investigate and learn what you can because you may find out that there's a pattern that is coming down the family line. Maybe you find a pattern of heart disease or a particular uh, demonic spirit, spiritual attribute, and uh, you realize, hey, you know what? Um, my forefathers screwed up. 
they they had somebody out of wedlock. Now you've got a curse of the bastard that goes down ten generations. It happens just like that. What if I learned this today? What if you were actually conceived out of wedlock? So your parents had sex. You know, conception is at the the point of fertilization, right? And then they they got married before you were born. Well, you probably have the curse of bastard on you. And ten generations, as I recall, is about four hundred years. Good chance all of us have had the curse of the bastard on us, so we should break that. You know, and I, I'm like this: break it. If it's not there, well, then you know, that's fine. But if it is, you've taken care of it. So you have authority over these things as a believer to break these generational curses. You know, pin up the sins of the father, break the curse that came down the family line, break and cut it off of you in Jesus' name. And you get set free. And then any demonic spirits that came in, just command them to go in the name of Jesus. And uh, ask God, like I'm doing right now, I said, God, reveal to me areas that have uh, not been cast out, you know, that, that I have not located yet. You know, God sees it all. And if, you know, we, we get really serious about it, uh, we can be set free, and we can stay free, because when you kick these demons out, you ask the Holy Spirit to fill the void, okay, so the, the house is not empty, and they, they can't come back. And plus, what we do is we don't even give them a chance to come back, at least those same ones. What we do is we send them to Jesus to judge before the time, or send them to the pit. You know, uh, you put them out of commission, where they can't do anybody else any harm. If you just say, come out in Jesus' name, well, they'll come out. And what they'll do is, if you don't arrest them and take them out, they'll just run down the street jumping somebody else. Heard a story of a demon that was cast out. It ran down the road and jumped in someone else. That person took a knife and killed somebody. I'm serious. It might jump in an animal. How many of us have demonic animals? Well, lay hands on them and bind the strong man and command the foul spirits to come out of your dog or cat. In Jesus' name, I've got a I've got a dog back in Costa Rica. I need to pray for. I think he's got a foul spirit in him. He was a loving dog, and then one day something snapped, and it must have been a demonic spirit jumped into him. Bit the fire out of me. Bit the crap out of my arm. Took a chunk of meat out of my arm. I kid you not. It was terrible. I thought he had rabies. I really did. And the sad part is, I was living in Panama at the time, and. Uh, I got frantic. I said, what if my dog had rabies? Now, if you know anything about rabies, if you've got the infection, okay, you must immediately submit to about 8 to 10 injections in your stomach. If you don't do it, you're dead. Because if you don't you don't catch it, I mean, it's uh, and you don't get the injection, it's, uh, it's, it's over with. You're toast. goes into the brain, you're dead meat. So you don't play with it. You either get the injection or you don't. And uh, I was frantic. Um, and the only way they can know, really, is they have to kill the animal. And they have to do a uh, an autopsy on its brain. Well, praise God. There hadn't been a case of rabies since the 70s. <laughs> so they had to calm me down. But uh, they said, no, you, there's no rabies here. It would be... Uh, be the first case in over 30 years. So praise God. Well, I didn't get the rabies injection. I'm glad I didn't. But uh, yeah, they're like horse needles. No, no joke about that. So 
But I think it was a demonic spirit that jumped into the dog. I'm serious. This dog, uh, beautiful dog, he was African. Bazinji. Uh, they're the, the dogs that don't bark. I remember watching a uh, a series back, I mean, it was an old movie back in the from the 50s, old black and white movie. And uh, it was uh, a movie about a, ch- a kid that lived down in the bayou of Louisiana. He's out one day, and he finds this uh, dog running through the swamp. And it's kind of a, a peculiar dog. you never seen one like it before. Its ears were standing up. It had a curled tail. And it would kind of laugh, but it wouldn't bark. Kind of smile at him, but you know, but not bark. And he took it home, and it turned out that uh, the owner came looking for it. had lost it, put up these wanted signs, and finally the the owner finds the dog and explains it was an African Bazinji. You know, of course, paid the boy, and he was he was crying, you know, because he'd taken this dog and trained it to be a, a hunting dog. And as it turns out, the Bazinji dog, one of the smartest animals in the world, they're very small, the uh, the pygmies would use them to hunt lions because they would run to the bulrushes, and they would kind of point, stop. Uh, very smart dog. Beautiful dog, and they don't bark. And that's, and that's why they use them, because... They won't scare the uh, the lion. That's, now, that's what I heard. So I happened to be over in Costa Rica, and I just got to the point one day I wanted an animal, you know. So lo and behold, we found a guy over there. He had a Bazinji. What, what are the chances of that in Costa Rica? He was about four months old. We adopted him. Uh, you know, he had skin to his ribs. We fattened him up, and he was a great dog. Then one day he snapped, and uh, he became demonic. <laughs> It went more than, you know, beyond him just biting me in the arm, you know. Uh, he would actually get to the point where he would, my wife would go to bed, and he would go and jump on the edge of the bed and sit there like a guard dog. And if I came in, he would be wide awake. He wouldn't be asleep. He would look at me and, and for a small dog, I mean, I've never seen a more demonic growl, and it was like a rabid dog. And he he did not want me to get in the bed and push him out. Bad mistake if you let your animal sleep in the bed. They'll they'll believe they own it. This dog actually thought he was married to my wife. I kid you not. I don't know what was going on there. Maybe he had a soul tie with her. And um, I had to learn a trick to, to even get in my own bed. I would have to go in there, and I would sit on the edge of the bed with my back towards him, and then I would just kind of back in. And I would actually just kind of lean over and kind of push, you know, <laughs> ease in and just kind of lay on him, and he would, you know, and then he would jump off the bed. But you see, because he was looking at my back, um, he couldn't see my eyes, you see. There was nothing really for him to attack, so he would just have to reel in and then jump off. Now, that's a true story. So, you know, I would give the dog love, yes. You know, I would pick him up and... You know, uh, if you looked at a Bazinji, they have legs. They look like uh, a little miniature horse. They have these long legs that aren't like a normal dog. They won't kind of bend. So if you were to take the dog and lay it on its back, his four legs would just stand straight up in the air. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. They also have another kind of peculiar trait. If they're kind of laying down, what they'll do is they'll take their long legs on a little tiny dog, and they'll kind kind of cross them, one over the next. Just very peculiar. Of course, the curl tail, they don't bark. They actually will yodel. Um, you can go to YouTube and hear about yodeling Bazinjis. Strange dog. I, 
I digress. I wonder if he had an African spirit that had come over from uh, Africa, maybe voodoo or something. I don't know. You never know. I didn't know about deliverance at the time. Like I do now, I knew about generational curses because uh, when I was in Panama, God had gave me a dream one night. And in my dream, I heard the voice of the Lord very clearly. It was pitch black. I couldn't see him, but I heard him. He said, you and your brother have a generational curse you need to break. And so we found out about Derek Prince. We we broke some of the generational curses. This was back probably 2005. But, yeah, uh, now that I know, I'm kind of anxious to see my dog again. He's on a brief respite over in Columbia right now. And um, I would like to see the dog and maybe lay hands on him. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's true. Uh, if you've got a demonic animal, I'd like to hear from you. Just write me and let me know. <laughs> But hey, it's interesting. You you should know um, should know a little bit about your family line, uh, where you came from. What if you did some uncovering and you found out someone had been in witchcraft? Well, you know, you touch witchcraft, it goes down three and four generations. Isn't that interesting? And I'm reading a comment here. It says, uh, "Yes, I have broke curses on my favorite cat last night. In fact, it appears it's worked so far. It's hard to tell." Because he and my older cat are the ones who will fight, so I have to observe them for a while to make sure. Well, praise God. Um, yes. I had a friend one time, uh, he was actually into Gothic music, uh, Peter Grant. His uh, grandfather was a very famous uh, neurosurgeon. And when he had died, he had left Peter an inheritance, uh, a large sum of money. And so Peter, being a young man, he was in his early 20s at the time, what he did was he just uh, he got this big house, and he was into gothic music, you know. And he basically got a bunch of roommates. He had like a five-bedroom, big, big five-bedroom house. All his roommates were gothic, so they wore like the uh, long black, all black, long black trench coats. The girls would have the white face paint and uh, into the gothic music. Um, I went over there one time. I met the guy through a, a business associate. Um, actually, my brother had met him through a business associate, and we met the, met the guy at Chili's one time. And the guy was um, going to invest in an infomercial project. So we go up to this. Uh, we met him in the bar. Now, I didn't drink, but we, that's where we met him. Went up there, and I had a Coke, and we sat down. And as I walked in, I saw this guy, very peculiar. He kind of looked like a, a shortened version of a Peter Steele. You know, he had uh, long hair, but it was tied back in a ponytail, and he had red John Lennon glasses on. And what was kind of interesting is he had a uh, he had a goatee, and he had uh, all this tribal art all over his arms, you know, three or four loop uh, earrings. And uh, he was dressed in black combat boots. And what was interesting was, uh, in addition to his black attire, was uh, he carried a Zero Halberton briefcase. And when we talked to him, one of the most articulate guys I'd ever met. Now you would, I misjudged him. I looked at him, and I, you know, I thought he was just, uh, you know, into heavy metal, gothic music. But no, this guy was uh, a brainiac. Of course, he surrounded himself with uh, uh, gothic style friends, and I kind of uh, found uh, an interesting trait. Uh, they loved the hardcore music. They were computer hackers. They loved guns, and several of the guys were gay, unfortunately which was kind of really strange. Peter, on the other hand, he was straight. And uh, 
he invited me over to the house one day, and it was like being there out of the scene of one of the vampire movies at twilight. It got kind of dark. They had everything dark already, eerie music, and I'm sitting in the living room with like four or five of these guys, and they looked at me, and I looked at them, and I thought I was for dinner. I thought they were like vampires. I mean, serious. I digress, though. How did I get off on that? I don't know. <laughs> but um, uh, Peter Grant, well, where were we going with that? I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Inter- interesting guy, though. Um, but, yeah, they were into this uh, into this whole gothic, gothic music. It was really um, a strange time. He took some of his inheritance and uh, basically decided to open up a nightclub and they, they took uh, what was uh, the remains of a bank that had a big bank vault, and they were basically building it out to where they were going to have the big nightclub, and you would walk into the the basement of this club, into the vault area, and that's where they had their, their club, and he was going to cater to uh, to gothic music. Um, and so, re- really, oh, I know what I was going to talk to you about. Animals, thank you. Yes. Peter Grant, why did I get on this? Because I went over to this guy's house. Now, remember, he had an inheritance. And so this guy was in, you know, indulging everything he liked. He loved guns, so you know, he was had a big gun collection. Uh he was opening up his own private uh uh gothic club. Turned out at the time he dated this girl which uh, uh she had white face paint, and I really didn't know anything about the gothic people. But uh, it turns out that uh, Trent Reznor had stolen his girlfriend away, and he was a little bit bitter about that. So I go to his house. Uh, we became friends. We actually did go out and see the movie uh, back then. I, I think I remember it was uh, uh, the first Keanu Reeves movie, Matrix. That was probably the date. What was that, 97? Somewhere around there? I go to his house, though, and he had this huge cage. This is where I'm going. Bear with me. I tend to kind of ramble on. He has two monkeys. I said, whoa, this is pretty cool. It was a big cage with like a tree in there and had monkeys. Well, I went to his house a second time, and this time there was only one monkey. Turned out the uh, the female monkey had uh, become uh, possessed, I guess. Got angry and ate her mate. Can you believe that? He goes in and he couldn't stop it. By the time he he found out what was going on, the monkey had uh, had killed the the mate and had uh, started to eat it. Interesting. I wonder if it had a demonic spirit. Old possess a uh, an animal and cause it to eat its its mate. Makes you think, you know. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what happened to Peter. I'd like to track him down and find out how he's doing. But uh, and real interesting subculture, the Gothic people. Really interesting people. And they were vegetarians, usually. I, I do remember that detail now. We went out to actually a restaurant, him and a couple of his buddies, and uh, all they would do is drink coffee. And they were kind of vegetarians. I, I mean, I just couldn't understand it. But I guess to each their own, you know? But, uh, yes, rabbits, huh? They're, they're carnivores. I didn't know that. So, you know, we'll talk about all kinds of things on the Mega Man Radio Show. <laughs> well, we've got a great uh, week lined up for you. It is important to know a little bit about your family line to kind of close all that up together because generational curses are real. They come down the family line. Demonic spirits are real. The beautiful part is you can be set free. And uh, 
Spiritual self-defense is very important. What do we mean by spiritual self-defense? Well, witches and warlocks are real. They pray and they do spells and enchantments and blood sacrifice and they curse people. Okay, and they hire sorcerers. Sorcerers are the ones that are involved in the black magic and they actually are paid to cast spells to bring about a certain effect. Love spells, death spells. This stuff is real, folks. Okay, and maybe you and I have uh, been put under a spell at one time or another and we're not even aware of it. You've got to know how to combat this, okay? So what you've got to do is learn how to do spiritual self-defense. And so what do I mean by that? Well, it's it's as simple as this. What you do is uh, you say, I break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells sent against me in the name of Jesus Christ, and I command them to go back to where they came from in Jesus' name. I bind and break all witchcraft and curses, hexes, vexes, spells, hoodoo, voodoo, bewitchments, jinxes, off of me, and I command it to go back to where it came from in the name of Jesus. That's what you do. And right now I do that because um, I'm under a hacker attack, it looks like. I've just lost my Internet connection. Thank God I am connected to you by telephone so they can't shut that down. So right now in the name of Jesus Christ, let's do it. I break all hexes, vexes, curses, and spells sent against me. And I command them to go back to the demon that sent them one million fold in Jesus' name. I bind all witchcraft, attack all demons sent against me away from me and away from the people of God out there right now. And I command them to go back to the demon that sent them 70 fold in Jesus' name. I cover myself and all the people of God out there with the blood of Jesus. I ask God for a hedge of protection of the Holy Spirit, wall of fire. Zechariah 2 and 5, to surround me and all the believers out there in the name of Jesus. God, I ask that you would loose warrior angels, a detachment of warrior angels, to go out into each of the listeners' houses that are believers and walk through their buildings right now in Jesus' name, wherever they live, the homes, apartments, and bind up any foul spirits that are trying to hang around the house. Bind them up, cage them up, carry them off to the pit of hell in Jesus' name. That's what you got to do every day, morning and night. Get up in the morning, you just say, I cover myself in the blood of Jesus. I apply the blood of Jesus to my son, my daughter, my husband, my wife, whatever your case is, um, my house, my car. Apply the blood of Jesus to it. I saturate the atmosphere of my home with the blood of Jesus. I drink the blood of Jesus. That's what I do. And then um, I ask God and loose warrior angels to go out and surround my family for their protection in Jesus' name. And what I do also is some self-deliverance. You know, you can do this while you're in the shower. You know, you're washing all the dirt off. Why not get rid of some demons? Two for one. Right now, I bind the strong man in me. I bind the gatekeeper. Any foul spirit to me, I rebuke you. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Good word, Jesus sends you right now. That's what you do. That's self-deliverance. If you know you're dealing with a certain area and you've repented of it, you say, I, I bind that foul spirit associated with so-and-so. And I command it to come out of me in Jesus Christ's name. Go to Jesus to be judged before it's time. Or you can send it to the pit of hell in Jesus' name. Your call. Um, then what else? Okay, well, you've done that. You can ask God to loose ministering spirits to you. Father God, I ask you to loose ministering spirits to me right now and all the believers out there listening in Jesus' name. 
Right now, I'm loose into the people of God and myself, the spirits of knowledge and wisdom in accordance with Ephesians 1 and 17, in power and love and a sound mind. And uh, that's what I do, morning and night. Okay, And if there's been any curses that have been sent against you, you've just broken them off, and they're going back to the demon that sent them. Now, that witch or warlock is in for a rude awakening. You didn't curse them, they cursed you. And you don't have to take the crap that they've sent towards you. So what you, you've just done, okay, you broke it off of you, and it's got to go back, and it's going to hit the demon that sent it. Uh, they will usually only try that one time. If they were stupid enough to try in the beginning, because if they are smart, they will scan you first. They'll ask to project, they'll scan you to see if you know anything about spiritual warfare and self-defense. Because if you've just if, if if they don't do that and you break the curses and send it back, okay, some of them don't survive. Okay, it's going to go back and do to them. And you know, I usually throw a sevenfold on there. It's going to be seven times greater what they intended for me. It goes back and hits that demon. Those, those demons are get real angry. Um, it does say suffer a witch not to die. Now, I do say, Father God, I ask that you would bless the witches and warlocks and loose the Holy Spirit to convict them and bring them to Christ for it's too late in Jesus' name. It's up to God what he does. But I will tell you, some of these curses are wicked. There have been curses sent against people, death curses, okay? People have died. You don't have to suffer. You didn't ask for that. So if it goes back and takes them out, well, that's between, that's up to God. But I don't have to take those curses. We break them off of us and send them back to where they came from, to the demon, and send them sevenfold in Jesus' name. That's called spiritual warfare, my friends. Now, a lot of people get attacked by night spirits. So what you want to do is um, you wake up. You just say, I bind any foul spirits that were sowed into me as tares as I slept. I break all witchcraft attack off of me. Any curses, anything that came in through my dream state, I bind it, and I break it off of me in Jesus' name. I bind incubus, succubus, asmodeus, and I rebuke them in Jesus' name, and I command them to go to where Jesus sends them or just send them to the pit in Jesus' name. That's what you want to do. You also want to get into the habit of playing the Word of God over you as you sleep. The Word of God is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. If there's any foul spirit that thinks it's going to have fun at night as you sleep, and it hears the Word of God, believe me, it'll go for an easier target and it'll leave. Plus, your spirit man is awake as you sleep, so you're feeding the spirit man. Most of us don't get enough of the Word of God as to begin with, even in our waking hours. So you're just pouring that word of God into your subconscious, into your spirit man, okay, as you sleep. And uh, it's not going to go in there void, okay? The Holy Spirit needs to quicken it to your mind. You'll do it. And you'll have the word of God just coming back to you. Now, it's not a replacement for reading. You should still read the word of God. Don't get me wrong. But I, but I uh, have found a uh, considerable, ben- considerable benefit when I have... Played the word of God over me over over me as I slept, so definitely a good thing to start doing. And uh, there's some places online you get free copies of the the King James. You can play it over you. I highly recommend it. Uh, Doctor Pat Holiday uh, told me about that, and I think that's just a a fantastic thing to start doing. If you haven't uh, heard of that before, put deliverance material into your into your iPod, onto your computer. Burn CDs with it. You're welcome to use any of our programs. Copy them. Burn them off on CDs. Send them out around the world. 
go to miracleinternetchurch.com, home of Pat Holiday, uh, patholiday.com. Go to megamanradio.com, and you'll see uh, many links on the website that go to the uh, the deliverance ministers that we brought on. And, folks, I'm actually um, broadcasting blind right now. Uh, my Internet lost. It gave up the ghost. It's shut down right now, and I can't get over to reset it. So I'm just looking at the clock. Um, I don't know what's going on in the chat room. Anybody that was booted out yesterday or tonight, uh, I don't think that there's been a hacker attack tonight, but probably came under witchcraft attack and knocked me off. That's okay. We bind that. And anything intended for me, sevenfold back to the demon sending in Jesus' name. Anybody that got booted out, um, we did have a hacker attack last night. I do know that for a fact. And I apologize for any inconvenience. Uh, there are just loopholes in software. Just have to deal with it. And keep on trying to get back in. But uh, that's what you want to do. That's called spiritual self-defense. Okay? Keys to the kingdom. Binding and loosing. You can bind, which is to arrest these foul spirits. And you can loose, loose angels. In Jesus' name. Now, we don't command angels. But we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay? God has to prove it for it to happen. All right? But... Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth, be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, be loosed in heaven. You know, when we ask it in his name. Okay, and that's our jobs. We've been called to be the sheriffs of the spirit world and arrest these foul spirits. You've already got arrest authority as a believer. you just got to build up in confidence, build up in faith, understand some of the weapons that are embedded in the word of God. A lot of weapons embedded in the warfare scriptures of Psalms got to put the Word of God into you every day. Satan does not want you to get the Word of God into you. Because it's God's own voice. It's a supernatural book. It sets men free. We've got 90 seconds remaining. I just got the uh, 90 second warning. If you enjoy these programs, um, support Omega Man Radio. You can do that. There's a donate button over at OmegaManRadio.com and um, appreciate the the partners out there, um, I'm only able to do this because of the people that have partnered. We um, have a lot of things we can do. We want to actually start a prison ministry and deliver its material and Bibles into prisons to set the captives free that are in captivity right now. They may be behind bars a little bit longer, but they can be uh, set free of demons in Jesus' name, have victory in prison. We've got a lot of things we want to do um, and need your help to do it. Support uh, Dr. Pat Holliday and uh, the Deliverance Ministers. There's very few of them out there putting their lives on the line, okay, to spread the word about one-third of Jesus' ministry that the mainstream churches have rejected. In fact, they've rejected Jesus Christ in many of these churches. They're preaching another Jesus. God bless everyone out there. I will see you tomorrow, tonight, actually, 8 p.m., right? Rich Keltner, Watchman Radio, if you need me, my email, Shannon at OmegaManRadio.com. And if I haven't emailed you back, I apologize. Shoot me an email again. I'm trying to get caught up. Or Facebook.com slash OmegaManRadio. God bless you and keep you to our next show. Good night.